this is me. I have to do this one. Okay, fine. It's going to be like that. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! Woo! Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Dave, when you were a sales uh, gentleman back <laughs> in the days where such things existed. Mm, you mean a door-to-door sales gentleman? Yeah, a door-to-door sales gentleman. What I like to call a gentleman caller. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you would always ring uh, three times. So you would not be mistaken for the postman who was uh, getting twice. it on. <laughs> postman always knocks twice. That is That's correct. right. I think it's rings twice. Is it rings twice? Yeah, according to the Jack Nicholson movie. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. they updated that. I think so. Yeah. Um, when, before you went out for your sales thing, mm-hmm. uh, did, did you and uh, anyone else, like, I don't know if you did it as a team or just a, a loner, uh, did you did you have a ritual like to juice yourselves up, like get yourself all pumped to go out and do it? Because I'm going to say there was there was one mm. that uh, I, I, I did door-to-door work as well for yeah. one day. Uh, <laughs> but I had another uh, friend of mine. Who uh, he would get together with his boss and gang, yeah. and they'd uh, they'd all like get together, put their hands in, and go, "Let's get juiced," Ooh. and that's what they do before they would okay. uh, go out. And uh, we would not do that, but we would basically he would st- give us a little rallying pep mm. talk and then send us out. No, the so long and the short like is that. no, we didn't. And I think that our sort of manager, whatever you want to call the person who was running the show, was inexperienced would be the way I would describe him. Bruce was his name. Bruce by name, Bruce by nature, Bruce. Um, and uh, yeah, he was a... So he was like the shark from Jaws. He was like the shark He wasn't shark. around a lot, but when he was, he made a lot of trouble. No, no, he was with us all the time. Like oh, okay. he also, like you cannot escape doing sales in a pyramid scheme situation like that. Everyone has to sell. Even the top dog mm-hmm. is expected to sell because someone... Is above the top dog. You don't know who that is, but probably Emperor Palpatine. But someone is up there above everyone else. And maybe he doesn't have to sell door to door. But okay. uh, at some point, I'm sure at some point the buck stops there. But Would, uh, would you say that the Empire in Star Wars was a pyramid scheme? <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. Huh. Like, what was, their, what was, the, what was the point? I don't think so. Of the, of the uh, Empire. Like, that... What was Palpatine's like thing? Like, oh, I, that's good. That worked out well because I think yeah. he wanted Vader to kill him because uh, that's the way that always works. Is like for the Sith is there's always two, and then the apprentice kills the master. Yeah, and go and things go on. Uh, so, uh, that was the whole thing that he wanted. That's all. Mm. That's the whole goal. Like it's a lot of work for. But what's what's the point? Yeah. Did he want to make a lot of money? Did he want sure to make the dark side? Pa- so I think he just powerful. wanted power. Right. Was he going to make the dark side, like tap into more dark side or make the dark side more powerful? Or what's his goal? You know, you've, you're asking someone who is not that attracted to power. And if I had a lot of power, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. Besides, I would probably abuse it in some way, but I, I wouldn't know what to do with it effectively. It's not like something it, I'm interested in. So someone who's just like all about his achievements are all about getting power, you know, like... And there are people who are like that, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, who just want to, like, maintain some sort of control over people. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I'd say for Vader, Vader's deal was control because mm-hmm. things were so out of control for him, and you know, uh, so he wanted to control everything. And uh, he also had some family issues, you know. So <laughs> sure. like he wanted the family that he never could have. Mm-hmm. Like so, you know, he wanted to rule with Luke. Yeah, and it was like let's rule together as father and son. Never forget that that like he wanted to be like a father and son ruling group, and they'd hang out together and spend more time together. And he liked Luke, obviously. Uh, and then I guess oh, well, like, that's that's an interesting reading. He does cut off his hand, which right, makes me kill him. Makes me think that he's conflicted in his feelings. But he, but Vader, yeah, uh, he got his arm cut off and other bits cut off, mm-hmm. and then he became stronger. I see. So cutting Did off he, Luke's he hand, he has to sit in an egg, in a, like a electronic egg cooker thing, yeah, and have his hel- he has to wear a helmet, right? And then, and then what do you get? Like from, it feels like that's... what do you get from that? You get to uh, walk into a spaceship and throw everyone around, <laughs> right? So you're stronger, right? Like. He doesn't park in a, in a disabled str- space. Like <laughs> he's, he's not stronger because he's he's been disabled. He's stronger because he has the force. I don't know. I think there's a bit of like because he's in such pain. Yeah. With what he does, I think he turns his pain into power. Yeah. Like I think if he was relaxed and you know was having a nice day, yeah. it would be harder for him to throw people around. I think it would be a tough a tougher gig. Mm. But because he's so enraged from like the the pain yeah. and all this stuff then yeah yeah he can uh, slap things around. But he wants a bit of love and he wants a bit of love from his son Luke. <laughs> and I think Luke wants a little of that too. Mm. A little of the love from Papa. Well yeah, we all seek our parents' atten- our attention and their their uh, approval but even if they're space Hitler. Even if it's the negative situation yeah. we still we still have And Vader isn't you know. space Hitler. Uh, the Palpatine is space yeah. Hitler. I'm not sure where he's, he's like space Mussolini, maybe Heydrich. Mm, I don't know. He's the guy who like was the architect of like the Final Solution and stuff like oh, okay. that. Okay, pretty bad dude. So I think we could. I don't know. I don't. Frankly, I mean, the yeah, Empire this took is a bad. dark side turn. Right? Yeah, the Empire is bad, but are they that bad? Like I don't remember in the movies. Like, are they like planning genocide? I mean, I know they blow up a whole planet. Yeah, that's genocide. But it's not like that's a whole yeah. That's like a whole. That's like that's like a bunch of people. But genocide is like a specific group of people, not yeah. All the Alderans done. Yeah, but that could be like a mix of different races that were all there. Not oh, you're not talking it's racial. Yeah, Uh, but like genocide. I think think it's beyond genocidal. It's you know it's global globicidal right. It's like if you yeah no it's bad. I'm not trying to. If you were to say okay, if the Nazis downplay it, if the Nazis went like we're gonna blow up Earth, yeah, you can't go. Well, you gotta go. They're not racist. Yeah, you know they're blowing up everybody equally. Yeah, at least they're like equal opportunists. They they hate us all. They want to destroy everything. Yeah, that's what you could at least say about the Empire is that you know there's not not one group of people. They're not overtly bigoted that we know of and you know what yeah not sexist as far as i know either there seem to be yeah. some uh some you know there yeah. seems to be some diversity there's one in the there's Sith. one there's one female only soldier. one well, that i know of i mean we don't see that i feel like i've fought more than one uh but in the movies there's just Sith that Lord. one that one well there's two lady. women in star wars period there's two women there's leia and yeah. there's the woman who goes here's your mission off you go, and those in the, the Star Wars movie, and, yeah, yeah, and and uh, in the first three Star Wars yeah. movies, the, and and then there's uh, Aunt uh, Baru, so and she dies real fast. So yeah. three, three women, yeah, period. So you can't really like say yeah. what everyone else is is doing. Yeah, that seems well. 
Yeah. But then you don't see any other Sith Lords or anything, right? Like you no, don't no. see anyone else who's running. No, we don't know, know what's things. going on. No. We're getting a very narrow view of everything. Yeah. Nice tight focus for the first three movies on what's going on. You don't even know uh, what Ewoks are, uh, male and what are female. No. They might be hermaphrodites. Could be. We don't know. Yep. They're not telling because they can't speak English. Yeah. I mean, no one wears pants, but nothing's uh, overt. Or space language. They don't speak space language. Okay. Is space language like... That's what Star Wars people speak to each other, that we can understand their space language. But we don't understand the Ewoks language. Okay. But like, Star Wars people aren't speaking English because they're not English speakers. So Wookiees speak another language. That's right. Ewoks speak another language. Yeah. The Huts speak another language. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of them can also speak space language. Do they call it space language? Space language is a second language. Okay. SPL. Sorry, S. Wait. SL. SL. No, wait. <laughs> Forget it again. Space language. It doesn't matter. As a little kid, someone said something similar to me about that and was like they're speaking an alien language so they're just translating it yeah yeah and i was like no they're not it's like no no they're speaking english it's like no no they're speaking an alien language yeah. no they're not clearly they're not and here's how you know they're not yeah because their lips form the same shapes as ours <laughs> right well no so if they're saying moon, so moon yeah. they push their lips forward mm-hmm. and so the only way you would do that no yeah. matter what language you're speaking is to be making the sound ooh yeah so their language is our language. It's yeah. the same language. Because you can tell, you can lip read from them. So we're not translating because mm. their lips would not then sync up with it's that. So, it's so marvelously dubbed that you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Which is also the problem with the universal translator in uh, in Star Trek. Because their lips uh, form the, the shapes of uh, our things. <laughs> Did you see the John <laughs> Favreau uh, Tribbles uh, Star Trek short? I have not seen. There's a thing. I think you get this if you get Crave. Um, mm. and it's like but I don't crave to see it. <laughs> you should. It's good. Um, there's a thing called Star Trek, and it's like short voyages or something like that. But it's like these little short things. Okay. Some are animated, some are not. Okay. But they had one. For, you know, you know, John Favreau, not John Favreau. Um. Oh, now the story's uh, changing. H. John Benjamin. Oh, now H, I'm more interested. Yeah, H. John Benjamin. Okay. Uh, is on a a, sh- a ship, one of those uh, Star Trek ships, and this is in the past. This is around the time of Captain Pike. And um, and he's pitching the idea of tribbles for food, and okay. no one's heard of tribbles before. And like, yeah, we got these things, and they're uh, you know you can eat them. Yeah. And uh, you know, I fed, wow. I gave one to you know, and it was this other guy who's a foodie, and uh, and uh, you know he liked him, and the guy's like shaking his head, no, I didn't like him. <laughs> and 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 they're uh, and, and and they're saying, yeah, but we were doing a scan on these things, and they reproduce so slowly. I was like, oh, I could fix that. I can fix that, so we'll get them. Yeah, they'll make a lot of uh, food for us. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't think we need it. Are, are they sentient? Mm. <laughs> well, no. Are they sentient or not? It matters. So it's like, well, you know, they seem kind of dumb. Like what? <laughs> and so you know, they they give him the nicks on this. Yeah, but he still goes forward and uh, does the uh, making them able to reproduce the too fast. The so he's the reason. Oh, yeah. So he's the reason for that, and it's a it's a good little fifteen minute episode mm. of like why do tribbles reproduce so fast? Because of H. John Benjamin, yeah, screwing everything His character. up. Should he have been that character, Harry? Whatever the thing is, like Harry Mud, Harry Mud from should have, should he have played Harry? I Mudd thought in that a little bit like that they were going to go with that. I don't want to say how it ends, mm. but there's little chance he's going to be anybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
the trouble with tribbles yeah whatever it was like his name was like thomas or something and the episode was called like the trouble with thomas whatever his name was okay was, was that okay yeah hopefully it's trevor well maybe this makes more sense yeah you got you, you're doing that to me now <laughs> well you don't have to look it up of course i'm I just do. saying hope, hopefully because you're just going to disappoint yourself now you're going to find out that it's uh the trouble with Edward, and you're just gonna be like, "Ugh, dumb! You blew it! You blew it!" It's John Benjamin. Then it goes Star Trek, mm-hmm. and then what comes up is it's the trouble with Edward. It is really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the trouble with Edward. <laughs> that's that's not good. Yeah, too bad, guys. It was that close. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, well worth a uh, well worth a watch. Yeah, how odd that I just guessed. Have I seen that before and just didn't internalized Maybe. it in some way and Could didn't be. know I saw it? Did you see him live when he was here? No, I didn't. at the comedy festival. No, okay. Was he good? Yeah, it was. Um, it was uh, Canadian content was performing. Okay, uh, along with some other groups, which is my group, and what, then was it, the one on West Fourth. I mean, sorry, at uh, the Culch, the Cultural Center. I believe so. Yeah, I was there for that. Okay, well, the, he How was part of a, gr- uh, a group that performed right at, like uh, in a show right after us called Tinkle with David Cross and uh, Todd uh, Barry. Oh, I, I must have seen it because I was there. Was David Cross nude? I have no memories of. Maybe I did, maybe I left earlier. That's very odd if that you would not yeah. have remembered that David Cross ended up nude. You know, some some ex- things aren't worth remembering. Okay, maybe it wasn't that impressive a nude. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be throwing any stones. I'm not throwing any concerned. stones. I'm just saying. But like, the three of them were like three of my favorite performers at the time. Like, hey, yeah. they're doing a thing. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of you know just goofed around, and it yeah. was it was fun and fun. I think we may actually have a video of it because we taped our show and we taped the show afterwards, and then afterwards they said, uh, please don't show that to anybody because of the nudity, mm. and we went, nope, and we didn't, and but we still have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so locked so, in the yeah. vault. Yeah. No one could ever see it. But at the time, I knew H. John Benjamin from uh, Dr. Katz. Yes. And I really liked That's right. Yes. I love Dr. Katz. Yeah. I sort of remember that because I remember there was like an improv troupe from Bellingham that was sort of. Um, was that Ryan Mentored Styles by Ryan Stiles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he was acting with them. They were just did. They just did their own thing. They're not the upright citizens. They were the like upfront or something like that. I, I think. Remember. I think that's the name of. I think upfront theater. Upfront is theater is correct. Ryan so, yeah, yeah, Styles' yeah. uh, company. When I was able to go down to Bellingham, they often uh, advertised uh, before the movies started at the Pickford Theater. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you knew they were there. More comedy groups should advertise before movies. Well, I imagine it's fairly cheap to advertise before because they're. You know, it's a small theater situation. It's not like a big chain. I watched a, a movie yesterday called uh, I Like Movies. Uh, that's a Canadian movie about a, a, a boy about in this. high school. Yeah. yeah, Sarah Pauly's been pushing it uh, okay. pretty hard. Which It's nice. It's like almost any time that she's interviewed about her movie and there's an opportunity, <laughs> uh, she's like, you should see more Canadian movies. See this movie. See this movie. Yeah. But I Like Movies is... Uh, it immediately grabbed me because it's set in Burlington, Ontario, where okay. I lived briefly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, what's Burlington like? It's terrible. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and the it a lot of it takes place in a video store. And as far as I can tell, and I might be wrong, there's an exterior shot of the video store. 
And I don't know where that is. But there's an exterior shot after, like an establishing shot uh, of a mall, like a strip mall. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's my mall, the mall that I used to go to. Mm. Uh, and uh, go to bowling and go see movies every every Saturday. Uh, so I was like, hey, you know, I know this. I really relate to this film. Uh, but yeah, it's about an awkward kid. And they don't do the things in Canadian movies that I dislike. Okay. Which are uh, making something very extreme happen in the third act. <laughs> that you're uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. It went there, did it? It did not. That's the thing. They That's didn't good. do that. Yeah, I read a they good kept review it, of it. They kept it at uh, uh, the uh, level that was believable. There was still some trauma uh, because, you know, being a kid is tough. Mm. And, uh, you know, moms are frustrated. And, uh, you know, but it was pretty realistic look at working in a video store. <laughs> uh, I went there with my sister-in-law, Vicky, and we both worked in video stores. And we're like, yeah. huh? And her only thing was they didn't do the thing when they were doing inventory where you uh, line up all the videos on your arm, kind of hold a bunch at the same time, and then like Just take them, them off. The thing is like, yeah, yeah they're carrying like three at a time. You can't do that. Yeah. You got to load them up. You got to load them up. <laughs> Forget that. That's ridiculous. You're never going to get out of there Interesting. for inventory. Night. I love that in- insider, insider yeah. angle. That's great. So where did you see it? At uh, Tinseltown. Tinseltown. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I might. I might uh, see if I can get some of the family to go. We we made the terrible mistake of seeing um, Magic Mike, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, last so it wasn't? Night. Did you like the other ones? I liked the first one. I didn't see the second one because it wasn't directed by Soderbergh, so I couldn't see the point of it. But this one is directed by Steven Soderbergh. But I was watching and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think Steven Soderbergh works on his movies. Very how, hard. How so? I think he makes he so just many wants movies. To go have a good time. And it's uh, not that's that. I think he does like plan out his films and stuff. But I think he makes so many movies that he pretty much just takes the script as he gets it, and then he makes a movie. Okay. He's like, well, there's money attached to this, and there's a script. Let's shoot. You know, so you get like really good movies like Kimmy, and then you get okay movies like, like Mag- Magic Mike's. Because they could have like e- made easy easy changes to it to make it better. I think. I'm going to spoil the film. It doesn't matter because it's not that great. I mean, there's good dancing in it. And there's a lot of like urban dancing in it, mm-hmm. which I was what I was hoping for. But there's not enough of it. You oh, know, and then there's okay. a sort of embarrassing like kind of stripper dancing where, you know, it's a lot of like weird things happening around a chair and a lot of like fish, fish or worm motions on the ground and stuff <laughs> like that. And you're like, is this sexy? I don't know. Like it's, you know, I guess it's a dance well, move. There's three, there's three movies of it, so. Yeah. You know, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess. What do I know? But I think people like the first movie because they like the camaraderie between the characters. Like, they like, you know, all the Tito and Big Dick Richie and all those people. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I, okay. I just assumed that, you know, it was also a glimpse into a world that we haven't seen. So that's Yeah, and that's kind well. of interesting as well, for sure. Whereas this movie takes all of that away, strips all of that, takes him to London to put on a show. And it's basically he, like... Meet Selma Hayek's character, and she's uh, in the midst of a divorce, and she's going through some personality, you know, personal issues. And he really impresses her with his his uh, sexy dance, his sexy chair lap dance thing. And so she wants to like reproduce that on stage, and so she has this as part of her what her ongoing divorce thing. She has like this theater coming to her, or whatever, and so she kind of takes takes the theater and closes the show that's playing and then she wants him to stage this one night event and they bring all these dancers in and blah 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 the whole problem with it is 
her because her character her character is like besides the point of the show you know like especially when the show is being performed she's just sitting in the audience like what they you know so what they should have done is not use Selma Hayek and she's fine but what they should have used is someone who can dance and have her be a character who is like an ex-dancer rather than an ex-actress who married well be an ex-dancer who married well who hadn't done it for a while and comes alive when she meets this person who you know that she loves the way he dances and it makes her feel whatever and blah 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 and then this shows them both you know and then they bring in these other dancers and then it would have been better if the dancers themselves had personalities because they bring in Mm. all these dancers and there's a lot of them but none of them not a single one has any character at all in the movie they're just merely that's weird dancing props yeah the whole entire like drama of the film is around her life Mm. You know, that she doesn't have a good relationship with her daughter. And she's I mean, it's already a little bit... I, I mean, there's a culture of objectification, so it's weird mm-hmm. to have actors who you're not making characters. Yeah. That seems to make the thing what you're not trying to make sure. the thing. I mean, these guys are dancers, and so maybe there's less comfort with, with acting, but whatever. Like, you know, like... Hey, uh, we got a lot of wrestlers who are acting now and doing just Well, I was just going to say, Steven Soderbergh used Gina Carana in Haywire, and yeah. she, she's great in that movie, you know? And I'm sure it's from his, you know, directing her and, and good actors like Channing Tatum in that movie mm-hmm. who are able to kind of coax her slightly less good chops, you know, compared to someone like him or or Ewan McGregor and other actors in the film. Uh, who else is in that movie? Michael Fassb- Fassbinder's in that movie as well. Right. Well, his first his first film was Sex, Lies, and Videotape, right? Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. And what's what's the name of, sorry, the lead in that? She's... Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. So you got Annie McDowell, who you know previously had been so oof yeah. that she yeah. had to be dubbed over by Glenn Close. Yeah, and you know he took her, and we really got a good performance out of her. He's kind of mm-hmm. known for doing that. Well, that was a kind of silly thing to hire a woman with a southern accent, American southern accent, to play a British lady. That was kind of an odd choice. Mm. It was kind of doomed from the beginning. I mean, she obviously was beautiful, and that's what they were going for. But there's beautiful British people, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We've been to England, right? I'm casting my mind back. Yeah, there was three of them. <laughs> you there was three them? very beautiful people in yeah, England. Yeah, there's beautiful women yeah. from England. They're a different beauty, I guess. I don't know. But I, but they weren't what they were looking for. They wanted someone who was warm. They're a bell, right? They wanted <laughs> someone who was warm, but also Brit- British, which maybe they couldn't find what they wanted. I don't know. I'm not going to defend defend their choices. But yeah, she is good in that film. And, uh, and he's made a lot of good movies, but he's also made some movies that aren't so good. But I think it's often de- material dependent for him. So a movie like Out of Sight or, mm-hmm. or like I said, Kimmy, um, I guess the first Oceans film, you know, uh, I'm just trying to cast my mind through all those movies, but it's too, um, you know, it's just Did, too okay. much work. I can, I can list a bunch of them if you want. I got some stuff here. Yeah. Uh, we got Out of Sight, Aaron Brockovich. We got Traffic Contagion. Contagion, The Informant, Ocean's Eleven, as you said, Side Effects, No Sudden Move, Let Them All Talk, Unsane, Logan Lucky, as you've said, you've said uh, Kimmy. Yeah, done a lot. Uh, Yeah, he's very busy. Is there there anyone who's... That's what I mean. Like, it feels like, you know, like directors who spend a lot of time on a project, you know, reworking the script and getting things so this is perfect as far as they're concerned. A little different than someone like that who seems to be like really about just production, like a production schedule. Like, just keep it rolling. 
Solaris, the remake of uh, the Tardowski film. And, right. Which I've never seen, because I've never seen the Tardowski film. Um, I, I died on the, the hill of stalker when it comes to uh, that that director. And, okay. Uh, I just, I've never been able to like recover from that enough to dare to watch a three-hour psychosexual <laughs> space drama. All right, fine, fine. One day. You don't have to watch my psychosexual space drama, but anyway. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's called Space Arm. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Check it out. If they you speak want. space language. Yeah. And I feel like a movie like that, what, what I need to do is like get up at seven in the morning and then watch all, you just sit down and watch it. Because I can't watch it in the evening because mm-hmm. I would be starting too late. And then I'm already tired. Yeah. And I'm conking out by the halfway point. It seems like a, 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 an e- not an easy thing to do. But it is something that you could do if you did want to go with that conceit of space language that you're going for. Yeah. And and you're doing your sci-fi movie. Yeah. You could just make up, you know, they just randomly move their lips and then you <laughs> dub it over as if you were dubbing over like yeah. a foreign film because it's like, listen, we're all going with the conceit that this is a made up language, right? Yeah. Well, then there we go. Then we're going to have to dub it over. Yeah. And then you get to just dub it over, you know, later on and it's fine. And it gives it that alien quality to it, even yeah. though you use, you know, whatever actors from, you know, that people already recognize. Mm-hmm. They also, the actors don't have to then memorize any damn lines. Well, no, no. Oof. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to memorize any lines. That's pretty good. All they have to do is just move <laughs> their lips generally to what they're uh, doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I do. I. No I mean that'd be fine, but I don't think you need to do that. I mean, Star Wars is fine. It's just it's a movie about people who are speaking a space space language. But their lips are. But it's done in English. Yeah, but because they're... we're an English audience, so it's done. It's done I, for I, us. Yeah, I know. But if you're trying be like to do doing it a movie based in Star Wars, isn't a realistic space yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, but it's like when you watch a movie like Hunt so... for Red October, and they're on the submarine. They're all speaking English, but we know that in the oh. movie world they're speaking russian yeah yeah well, and that's the same with star wars in right the movie you've got world, sean connery who is the russian scotsman yeah that's right <laughs> in the movie True, world anyway. it's uh, in the movie world they're speaking space language hey tovarich all right whatever whatever you say connery it's fine this is my hair i'm sure it is we all <laughs> we all believe it it's all fine it's all fine it's all he's, fine he's good in that movie is there anyone who uh is doing, uh, you know, something like the Woody Allen thing of like movie a year. Like I'm trying to think now because he's got such an amount of movies that he does that it's almost a movie a year. Mm. Wait, is it a movie a year? Pretty close. Yeah, he probably uh, has a bit of a falter after Kafka, and which was a bit of a flopperoo after Sex. Uh, but though there is some times like 2013 where he did two films in a year. Mm. Uh, so, you know, there you go, make up for it. But yeah, I was just wondering if there's any uh, directors out there who are doing that kind of annual movie uh, thing nowadays. I, I don't think so. Hmm. That's a pretty pretty steep work ethic, especially for someone who's writing his own movies and and directing them. Right. I mean, he doesn't produce them, but he acted in a lot of them. Pretty impressive, actually. And so, and so many are also like now doing you know streaming as well so you'll do a stream movie then you'll do the main mainstream <laughs> hey that's interesting uh <laughs> thing like a, a, a ryan johnson or, or what have you we'll mm-hmm. do your knives out and then sure. we'll do your but it still shows in his filmography face. so if you look at his filmography i mean but I was, you don't count poker face as a movie no i do not count yeah. poker face as a movie 
So yeah, he's a bit distracted. So he's not going to make that. Uh, but he did make it anyway. He takes more time between films because all, he also writes his movies. So yeah. he takes his time to make sure that he's happy with what But he he's does feel filming. like a person who's making a bunch of stuff. He feel, also feels like he's making hay while the sun shines. And he knows, you know, the sun's shining now. Make it. Do it. Get, That's get pretty it. recent, though. Like, there's probably a pretty big gap between Brick and the Brothers bloom and then between, sure, sure. Yeah, between yeah. that film and well that wasn't when the sun Looper. was shining no, the sun no. wasn't shining after brick and the sun <laughs> that's wasn't, a great movie and, though yeah it's yeah very good but the it didn't set the world on fire and neither did the brothers bloom no so you know uh once once knives out was out then the sun was shining and now's the time to like make a bunch of stuff yeah yeah now i'm just looking at what he's been doing <laughs> Who, Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, did a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people were like, that's a big, I'm mad, so mad at you. That's a big time I'm so sink. mad at you for that. Oh, Looper as well. Looper, <laughs> yeah. people uh, people enjoyed. Yeah, that was like kind of the beginning of his, uh, had Bruce Willis, had the bit of stunt casting in it. Yeah. Oh, he uh, directed an episode of Breaking Bad. I didn't know that. Yes, he did. Oh, good on him. Yeah, yeah. It went to, then after that, it went to Last Jedi. Knives Out, then Knives Out again. It wasn't called Knives Out again. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Neat. Knives Out once more. Oh, he directed... Oh, yeah. He directed uh, three episodes of uh, Breaking Bad. Well, isn't that interesting? Because huh. he, he needed some work. Well, he's a director. You direct. Mm-hmm. And also, it was like, you know, kind of uh, close to the best TV show on at the time. <laughs> yeah. And there you are, and there you are. Didn't have to write it, just go in and direct. I think he directed some of the... Didn't he direct, like, uh, I, uh, the Ozymandias? Didn't he direct that episode? Yeah, he directed uh, oh. Fly, yeah, 51, and uh, Ozymandias. Ozymandias is... That's a great episode. That's when... when spoilers are when that's where Hank gets killed. That's a great... Uh, that is a very moving episode. Holy cow. Yeah, I've never seen Hit Record on TV, uh, but uh, he directed a couple episodes of that as well. Hmm. With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt okay. as the lead. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Obviously, they're friends. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just their work buddies. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe so. I never assume so. friendship uh, for a work relationship. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, maybe they're working friends. How's that sound? Sure. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are friends? They've been in a couple of movies together. Are they buddies? Chums? That's different, though. Like Dan would call, call up Chevy and just everything. go, Hey, what's you up? What's you up to tonight? Want to hang out? And want to come over and watch a movie? And Chevy goes, What? No, I'm a curmudgeon. Yeah. And, like, and Dan goes, Yeah, you're right. I'll just stay here <laughs> with Donna Dixon. Ha ha! And he laughs because he's married to Donna Dixon. And then uh, Chevy Chase goes, Shut up. And then they hang up. <laughs> but, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in his first film. Yep. You know, he's in this third film. Sure. He was in a TV show that he did. Mm-hmm. He's also in, uh, he's also in, um, had in an episode of Poker Face. Steven Spielberg, uh, one of his first gigs was directing Columbo. Probably doesn't call up Columbo and go, hey, you want to hang out? And no, Columbo no, no. goes, I'm, I'm not a character. I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> an actor, Peter Falk. Yeah, but and, that's a, that was one episode that he directed. Whereas I think uh, Ryan Johnson, that sounds like they're a little closer. he never cast Peter Falk in any of his movies. No, it sounds like they're a little closer. Okay, You're, I don't know why you want to argue against that, but <laughs> well, I just never assume. I never assume friendship. 
uh, unless you know uh, they're holding someone hands. Tells me they're, public. Someone tells me they're friends. Yeah, mm. just because people work together well. I yeah. guess I got disappointed with like every time you would have a thing where there'd be like in the old timey days where uh, you know uh, these these folks were you know comedy partners and da da da. Yeah. Oh, and they hate each other off the set, <laughs> but they look like they're best pals, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I. I, I kind of always doubt that they hated each other part of it, too. I'm sure they did, but I'm sure they also loved each other. I'm sure that their relationships went through phases. Yeah. Just like everyone. everyone Laurel and liked. Hardy loved each other. That was Yeah, the, they were good, very good friends. Hope to, and Crosby were friends. Yeah, I'm trying to see what... Uh, what oh, darn it. Uh, I assume my, my friend jo- Joanne had like some... Is, is, is now in Vienna. And, and she saw some uh, paper, like wallpaper... Uh, with all these uh, Laurel and Hardy movies on them, and and there their names are like are not Laurel and Hardy, okay, or uh, they, I think they're called uh, Diff and Duff. How odd! Yeah, I believe it's Diff and Duff. I'm it's trying to. So, I'm trying so, to so split... strange. It's because their characters are not. They're they're the names of the Laurel and Hardy are based on their actual names. Yeah, it would be like changing Buster Keaton saying, "Oh, he's not called Buster Keaton in Poland. Buster Keaton isn't called Buster Keaton. He's called." Bushdash, you know, you're like, oh, okay, but why? Yeah, <laughs> still Buster Keaton. Yeah, you tell me if I'm <laughs> uh, if I'm wrong about all this. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, darn it. They're, yeah, they're, mm, this is bugging me because she did just put this up today, and now I can't see it. Anyway, I will correct myself if I am uh, if I am incorrect, and I am. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry for leading everyone down a uh, bad road. If that's because uh, I can see like why Thompson and Thompson's name has changed. Because it's not Thompson Thompson, obviously, in the French version. It's Dupont and Dupont. So it's, you know, it's... But Thompson Thompson plays on that same idea of two similar words that are slightly different but are pronounced the same. Mm. And every other language, I would assume, does that little joke, but with it, with their within their own understanding of, uh, or their own names that would be similar. But why are you changing Laurel and Hardy, whose real names are, you know, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, into a diff, diff and duff? So is it like... Jack Duff and Rick Diff, or did they just change the entire name? I think Seems it was. Odd. I think it was just. Uh, it's. 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 It sounds funny, mm. and so they went with. Uh, they went with the yeah. funny thing. When I find out, I will let you know, and I will send this to David, and possibly we'll put this on our uh, our page and uh, correct things. Yeah, that's what we'll. Uh, that's what we will do, and we will do. There you are. Boom. Done and done. That's what I'll do. I'm. You have my word as a gentleman. <laughs> I'm not much of a gentleman. <laughs> Nor is there much of a word. Yeah, that's true. Not to not to cast aspersions. Sure, but if you were to cast aspersions, aspersions, who would yeah. you cast in it? <laughs> my play aspersions. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about? What is my play about? You know? your, your aspersions? Oh, I'm asking you. Yeah, aspersions. yeah, it's your play. Oh dear. So it's. I'd, I'd like to, you know what? I'd like to play the stage manager. I'd like to have the our town type thing. Yeah, of yeah, just yeah. like, okay. Oh, I didn't see you there. Sure. You know, <laughs> well, you're changing, in our town you're we have a lot of aspersions. You're you're writing my play for me. So okay, no, I'm not. I'm just setting it up. I'm but you just you a, added a cast. You added a member of the cast. No, no, I, no. I added a narrator. I didn't add a cast member. I don't know if the stage manager counts as a cast member <laughs> of uh, our, our town. I think he does because he's a, a play by an actor. Okay, he's not actually a stage manager. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the actual stage manager on productions of uh, Our Town resents the stage manager. Yeah, probably does. Keeps like taking snatching stuff out of his hands. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. People. 
sorry, while this is going on, uh, there was a weird, uh, there was a weird uh, th- thing where we were chasing money this week. Okay. Uh, this was the thing that was annoying. Okay. I did a job uh, that was like a Valentine's Day job. Okay. okay. For, okay, for one person who I really respect. Yeah. And his partner. Okay. And unfortunately, through this whole situation, uh, the one person was going, "You got to talk to da 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 da." And you got like Diff has been telling me I've got to talk to Duff. Oh dear. And I trust Diff, but I don't trust Duff. Yeah. And so anyway, it was a Valentine's uh, Day thing that I did some work on, and uh, and now you know uh, ended up not paying me yet, and so there was a lot of confusion and stuff, and this happened and that happened and another thing. Anyway, Pia got involved with a new project that we were doing together, and somehow it became the case where like I had finished all my work, mm. but it was like oh we're only going to pay you when uh, Pia finishes hers. Okay. And I'm like, well, what's that got to do with me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how's that? And also, you know, we've brought up the uh, the the Valentine's Day thing. Just like, yeah, we'll get you that payment when she finishes this as well. Oh. Oh, well, what's that got to do with like Any- anything <laughs> at all? And uh, yeah, so I'm a little steamed about that. Mm. Uh, and I want to keep working with half of these people. Yeah. But I don't want to work with the other half of these people. And also, <laughs> somehow, you know, what was supposed to be an amount we were supposed to be paid is, uh, uh, and then she was supposed to then be told what she was going to be paid. The amount that I was going to be paid was for both of us. Oh. So they pulled that one off. But also, it's like a real tight deadline. Like it had to be turned around like in a day, the last bit. And so it's like, if we don't do it, then we get nothing. But they kind of have us over a barrel, and it's annoying. Mm. And so, yeah, there's all these elements that if it was not anyone that I knew, uh, I would be not as nice about it. <laughs> but as it is, it uh, it uh, steams my clams a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been getting the little notifications about that as things have gone on. And, uh, oof, yeah. But then Pia had to do like an all-nighter last night doing uh, some work on this stuff and she did like an amazing job yeah and uh it's like yeah just frustrating just frustrating like there's some people that don't know how how lucky they are and how good they have it and it's like you know what there's a golden goose here (laughs) and you are like "Mm, you're blowing it man you're blowing it and yeah huh yeah (laughs) dum-dums yeah it's 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 too bad it is too bad yeah Treat golden geese nicely. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Treat all geese nicely. Because you know you know what? Sometimes you don't know what'll be a golden goose later. Treat all, treat them all good. Just pay people. Yeah, why don't you pay people? That'd that's, be that's that's really not so nice. hard to do. It seems to be. It seems to be. Yeah. It seems to be it's very few times. Like we're actually we're doing another gig right now, which I can't say exactly what it is, mm. but we're uh we're working for a company that is working for one of the biggest companies that exists. Okay. And so you think like, oh, you're making infinity money. No, yeah. we're not. We're making okay, okay money. Yeah. Um, but we're being treated really well, and it's suspicious to me. <laughs> like I'm just waiting. I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for the big turnaround, what? the big flipperoo, yeah. the big, oh, we oh, didn't mean. Money? Yeah, yeah, we didn't mean that. <laughs> we were going to pay you in fun bucks. Yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on three things. One was this one, which was Shifty Pete's house of just talk to da 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 And one, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff, of course, they're going on in their lives, too. And like, I know, and I'm sorry, but, mm, you know, <laughs> guess, you know, yeah. I can't tell that stuff to my landlord. Yeah, we all that you're having a, a rough go. 
<laughs> and then the uh, the other one, which they're treating us well, and that's all well and good. And then there's another one where I'm just getting notes on uh, a, th- a thing that I'm working on, a cartoon that I'm working on, and uh, the mo- the notes make no sense, and uh, it's just pretending that things. I, I hate l- lying. And it feels like I'm lying all the time when I'm in these meetings and talking to these people. And, you know, like, does that all make sense? Yeah. <laughs> of course it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, I write this outline that's got uh, all these jokes in it. They take all the jokes away. And I go, oh, okay. Well, they don't want those jokes. So I'll just write it based on the outline that they've returned to me with those jokes removed. And then it's, uh, hey, where are the jokes? Oh, what are the jokes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ch- check your garbage. Because that's where they seem to have ended up. And there was a thing where, like, the outline is uh, supposed to be... Uh, they sent me a thing. It's like, maximum four pages. Yeah. Like, okay, maximum four pages. So I sent them, uh, you know, after they took out the jokes. I'm mm. like, okay, well, give them a good t- tight outline. Yeah. Based on all the things they've removed and all uh, everything they left in, I'll flesh that out. There you go. And I made it three pages. and like what's going on here? These outlines have to be four pages. No. No, they don't. You said minimum. Oh, not ma- sorry, ma- sorry, maximum. Maximum. Yeah. Four pages. So that means they can be three pages. Yeah. No. Okay. But they still have to be maximum four pages. Yeah. Minimum four so pages. So four pages. So it's four pages. Yeah. So it's, it's if it's if it's like, it can't be less than four pages. It can't be more than four pages. Yeah. Then it has to be four pages. Yeah. So instead of saying uh, maximum four pages, yeah. say four pages. <laughs> That's the simpler way of going about sure, it. Sure, it does, does sound better than yeah, you, you use, you after you use the less fact. words as well. <laughs> and they're absolutely accurate. But it's a lot of that business. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm, that sounds frustrating. That sounds very corporate. Oh, it's completely corporate. Mm. Yeah. And there's like all, oh, there's all these. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there was another thing too, where like you know, I, I put in all this action and it made it all logically make sense where all how all the actions happening. Yeah. That all got taken out to the point where like nothing makes sense action wise. I'm like, all right, guess we'll fill that in later. And again, got notes about just like you got to be clear about the action. Oh, oh okay, yeah, better. <laughs> there we go. Thing. Yeah. So you're it's just like be- the, it's like basically you did a thing and they and they and they took out all the hats and went like no, so no one's wearing hats. Yeah. And then they went, where's the hats? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, the hats are all gone. They're all <laughs> gone. And you got to pretend like all this makes sense, you know, and everything's fine. And it's just, and I've been through this kind of job before. And it's, it is like everyone's just doing what they have to do to get to the next stage. And the product itself does not matter. Mm. And, you know, if it's good, that's a lovely side effect, but it's not <laughs> anything to anything. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Which is why it's nice I'm working on another thing where the, thing actually does seem to matter yeah and when i when i put forth a good idea i i am actually literally shocked sometimes where i'm just like oh everyone's reacting to it like it's a good idea huh all right (laughs) yeah okay fine yeah it's good yeah interesting fiddle faddle fool yeah so you can have the reliability or hopeful hoped reliability of working like for a corporation or you know you assume that they'll pay regularly blah 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 or you have the choice of working for individuals where you have more freedom and it's a bit more loosey-goosey. But on the opposite side of that is the fact that the money might not be coming to you as quickly. It may creep along. Well, when you're dealing with the flaky people, too, it's like 
you're always going to get yeah. the last second. Oh my god, we got to get this in now. Oh my god. Oh, everything's so far behind. Yeah. Yeah, I was ready three weeks ago. You didn't get back to me. This is why, you know, uh, Pia is up all night right now. Yeah. Is because you didn't get back to her. Oh, no, we did. No, you didn't. Mm. Show me where you did. You got. No, you didn't. You thought the other person did, and the other person thought the other person did, and you also thought her and I were a team and working together and we're paying us at the, uh, the same together for one thing. Well, we're not. That's not what we're doing. And you never, we never clarified this. And possibly there's a bit of sexism involved in that you're just talking to the guy, you know, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, just, yeah, of course, it's all going to push to the last second. And then it's, you know, everyone's everyone's got to stay up all night and be tired. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing with, like, the, the one that's the good gig now is they have a thing at 5 o'clock where, well, pencil's down. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like, what do you mean pencil's down? Yeah. Like, well, we're done. Okay. We'll talk to you later. I love okay. it. I love so we'll work on this tonight. No, 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 no. We'll work on it tomorrow. When, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I got hired for my the job I work now, I remember the warehouse manager saying to me, we don't work overtime here. To me, overtime is a sign of bad management. Mm. I was like, wow, okay. I mean, we have worked overtime since then, but I think because of extraordinary circumstances, COVID, et cetera, pandemic, supply chain issues, blah, 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 have really you know, pushed things to the limit, but... When it was normal times, yeah, like what, why do you need to work overtime? Like if you, you know, have everything scheduled and arranged so that you know when things are going and you've worked it all out, for the most part, you're not going to have emergencies and you're just going to, you know, take along and have things ready for people when they want them and you don't need to stay late because things are suddenly pushed to the, you know, yeah. oh, oh my God, this person needs. But there's so, yeah, there's a lot of people. Who like living in that sense of chaos? Mm. They just they just thrive on it. Yeah, and it makes them makes them feel I guess like that they're more needed, you know. And bleh, to that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just love it. it's it's almost quaint the idea. Like, because I was talking about Hawkins Cheesies last week, and that we feels were. that yeah. feels quaint to me too. The idea of like a company that they don't bother to advertise because they sell enough they sell enough cheesies. They don't need to advertise. Mm-hmm. They can just save the money and not. Advertise they work a four-day week because that, they make enough cheesies in four days. So what's the point of being open Friday then? We don't need to make more cheesies. It's just like a weird. It's weird and like a you know yeah. in a you co- can't uh, sell them in the you can't get them in the states, right? No, they're a Canadian hmm. company. Yeah, and well, so a lot of Canadian companies that sell stuff that's in the states, mm-hmm. but they've decided not. Yeah, to. they've decided not to. Yeah, yeah. probably because they would, you know, they just don't have the production space for it and they'd be up against uh cheetos and you know that'd be part of it too and they would have to advertise and it would just be a whole different level of of uh and they're not interested in that i guess you know they just make the best cheesy in the world and there you go there you go that's good enough yep good enough for us what do you think (laughs) would happen if coca-cola stopped advertising for a year just one year just went like done yeah i don't think anything i think they would still be number one Mm -hmm. you know because they're they're such a you know they're like a brand that is complete they're all, kind of like McDonald's they're just like itself you know like it's Coca-Cola is itself right you know what I mean like you don't go except both Coca-Cola and McDonald's constantly feel the need to introduce new things mm-hmm. you know so Coca-Cola well, has yeah. 
whatever their you know dazzle sparkle drink <laughs> mystery drink that they yeah. got coming out yeah and mcdonald's constantly has to have something new that's out sure, sure. you know even if it becomes a chicken big mac and you know oh good <laughs> lord well i mean it's not appealing to me at it all. is not appealing <laughs> in your mouth did you try it yeah it's, oh. uh yeah i i uh, ordered something from there and mm. it's like you've ordered enough for a free chicken big mac oh. do you want this free chicken big mac it's free yeah there. <laughs> I was thinking I can salvage bits of it yeah. should it go amiss. Yeah. But oh my god, no. Yeah, is this the wrong flavor? Like the chicken's the wrong flavor for the for Thousand the sauce. Islands. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's wrong. You need a savory, not a not something that's kind of bland like chicken. You need some beef that has a bit more Yeah. A bit more body. It's not it's not the right sauce for it at all. Mm. Uh, like the sauce should be like something and it's too much sauce. That's the other thing too. You don't yeah. want that much sauce. Mm. Like if you had okay, here's how you could get away with it. Yeah. If you had a chicken Big Mac, but yeah. you gave it the McChicken sauce, okay. you didn't do the Big Mac sauce. Now I know the problem is people say they like the Big Mac sauce, which they do, but it doesn't work with this. Yeah. Then you're like, here, here's the big chicken. Yeah. You yeah. know, and call it the big chicken. There, sure. They're done. The big, big chick. The big cluck. The big chick. Yeah. The big chick. Big chick. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be fine. You can throw your onions on there if you want. That still works. Uh, cheese. I don't know if the cheese works. Um, pickles. You could probably get away with the pickles, but I don't know if you get away with the cheese. I think if they could do that, but the other thing, a white, maybe a white cheese, or do like a spicy style. Do like a sure. do, do like a you know whatever Louisiana Louisiana style chicken thingy, whatever. Like yeah, that you would kind have of thing. to order. You have to also offer the spicy. It's like what they've mm. done because they've now got the McCrispy, yeah, which is their. Small, like it's like a McChicken, but it's a little smaller. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's much better, and people like it more. Uh, <laughs> but they got the McCrispy, and they also have the McCrispy spicy. Yeah. 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 You need the options. I mean, but, but McDonald's, yeah, always is is coming out with something new. Sure. Even though you could just go, fuck it, we're McDonald's. You know, there's time to just go. You know, it's, McDonald's. Yeah. I think the where thing else is- you gonna go? That could just be <laughs> that could just be what they put on the side. Yeah. I think for them, it's. And I think the same thing for Coke is it's not about it's not about innovation as is as much about shelf space, right? That's why companies like like uh, Christie's and stuff like that with Oreos, you know, make like tw- ten different style of Oreos. It's because it crowds out competitors on the on the shelves. Yeah. So you know now you have all the space. So that you know where's Peak Freen going to go? Well, they're they're on the bottom now because there's not enough room because of all these double yeah. stuffed and half stuffed so and long single hydrox. stuffed and yeah, <laughs> hydrox yeah and numinos hmm. well those are named hydrox is a name from the past i think yeah that's that's where they blew it they came first they came first but they named themselves like as a chemical yeah it does sound like bleach yeah uh numinos and for those of you who have not had paul newman's numinos they're better than oreos i know you're like no they're not Try them. See what you think. <laughs> well, There's arguments to be made about Hydrox and Oreos. Yeah. But there, I honestly, very few people I've, I, I've given like Numinos to have gone, oh, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> well, their salad dressings are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's in it. It's just salad. I just, I'm not saying that. I just mean like that they do, they, they care about quality, like even though it's like a charity thing. Right. They also have really like their, their, uh, Italian dressing is this fantastic. Yeah, his ghost haunts the factories, and if they uh, <laughs> fail, <laughs> they, they, he uh, he will consume stuff. them. Because it wasn't just him; there was like a group of people that, like a group of his friends, they went went in on the the Newman's thing. He put his name to it because he was the biggest face. But how did he get into that? Do you know? 
like I say, there's some friends, they were like, they made their own uh, dressings and they're like, and I guess they're Can like, put your handsome face on this. And yeah. They're like, you know, what we should do is make our own. We'll sell them. Sell them as, you know, we'll put Paul's face on it. Cause that'll make them popular. And, uh, and the money will go to charity. I don't think all the money goes to charity, but much of the proceeds go to charity. Hmm. Yeah, now I'm now I'm interested in because uh, people have to get paid for working. That's a fact. Okay. Well, it looks like yeah, there's huh, huh. Seeing if uh, if like all the profits go to uh, go to things that are charitable. Yeah. And there's some things of 100 percent here, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, if that's the case. Okay, Newman's Own. Yeah. Let's see what uh, what are their uh, what are their products. Let's, uh, let's that's spaghetti old... sauce. I know that. That's right. There are there are spaghetti sauce. Well, you don't tell me the history. Just tell me the products. <laughs> Just tell me what they are. Salad dressing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here we go. All right. So uh, yeah. So it's it's made. Uh, you know, chocolate cookies, pretzels, and pet food. That's a weird mix. <laughs> Hopefully not in the same factory. Huh. Yeah. And then. Uh, it's given uh, $550 million uh, to charity since 1982. Oh, it's quite a bit. Good. Good on them. <laughs> Newman's own. Yeah. And then when, uh, when, when he died, he was put into the dog food. So that was nice. Like, I want to donate my That's body re- to our recycling, uh, dog food. Recycling at its best. Yep. Yeah. We're back into the ground eventually. Yeah, raindrops keep falling on his head. <laughs> um, yeah, I like uh, I like to put Italian dressing with a Thousand Islands. It's a good mix. <laughs> okay, so the first uh, label uh, the salad dressing. Yeah, uh, said uh, fine food since February, <laughs> <laughs> and they would uh, just make up stories. About yes. the things on yeah. the on the labels. Yeah. Oh, so it started as a okay. So it was started as a joke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Why hasn't there been a movie about that? There's a movie about everything now. There's a movie about Tetris coming out. There's a movie about the Blackberry coming out. I saw that. I you, saw the trailer for that. For Tetris or the Blackberry? No, the Blackberry one, yeah. 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 You haven't seen the Tetris trailer? No, I have not. Good. <laughs> it looks uh looks really interesting yeah I'm so down. is it about tetris or is it yeah. like a movie like is it like a movie or a documentary yeah. no it's, it's a like movie. a movie yeah just like the blackberry one about the invention of tetris yeah interesting. it's an interesting story yeah yeah uh, had to get it out of russia yeah at a time when you know we didn't like russia not like now we love russia now <laughs> right. but it's weird to believe that there was a time that people were considering russia bad yeah yeah well there was a time when people couldn't leave russia like now we consider Russia bad, but people who also consider Russia bad could conceivably leave leave Russia. Yeah. Although it's gotten harder. Yeah, they smuggle them out in different shaped boxes. Some are like T shaped, some are elongated, some are yeah, L shaped. L shaped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you can't stack them in the wrong way, otherwise yeah. those people mysteriously vanish. Mm, that's that's the problem. Yeah, they even have ones for some of the guys who can't control their boners. Yeah, you know the one that has the little. Anyway, it looks like a T. But not like a full T. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That was one of the few games that, uh, video games that my dad was behind. Uh, when I, I bought him a, a Game Boy 
you know, and I got him two games. I got because okay. I knew he liked Star Trek. Yeah. So I got him a Star Trek: The Next Generation game. He didn't understand it, <laughs> and I got him Tetris. That one he understood. Yeah. yeah. And and he That's liked. Easy. And when I saw him like playing it, it was like, mm, this game's got legs. Because <laughs> the normies like it. Yeah. The regulars. Yeah. Uh, the common folk. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, uh, when the Wii came out, um, my mom was really down with uh, the tennis and the bowling. I was like, ah, they've done it again with this. <laughs> this is yes. every so every so often, Nintendo comes out with a little something, and you're like, hmm, all right, you know what you're doing. That's why Windows always comes with a Minesweeper. Everyone just loves that game. Yeah, one day I'll figure out how to play it. <laughs> I actually did figure out how to play. Did it. you fl- figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. It took a long time. I was not like I was like concentrating on it, but one day I was just like, "What is this thing?" And so I started playing, it and I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." I'll never play it again, but now I understand. I don't really understand Minecraft either, and I always think of like Minecraft going home to its dad, Minesweeper, and just like, mm. "You think you're a big man, huh?" <laughs> I came bundled with everything, everything. <laughs> That's right. You know, you came, you came bundled, Dad. I had to, I had to, I had to work for my popularity. And I'd go to uh, my niece and my nephews when they were uh, like eight, eight and nine or whatever. They go, "Hey, right, let's show you what we built in Minecraft." And it's this huge world, like with buildings <laughs> and castles and yeah. and lava uh, and all this stuff. They have all the like, time in the world. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, it's it's yeah, it's Lego, but without your yeah. uh, dad stepping on them and swearing. <laughs> they won't be doing that now. Did you ever step on a Lego piece as a dad? Uh no, the girls didn't really have much in the way of lego i don't think they had some mega blocks but not uh not lego they never showed yeah they weren't too into lego i I tended like even when they were young i tended to be the one who'd be building things while they were looking on board they're more into dolls and and they're um uh was it like my little pet shop or something like that i can't remember what it's called now sure that was something mary was like mad about but they had like all these little dolls that we would just buy them at valley village like little packages they would come in like little plastic like sandwich bags and they'd have like a doll and all these little oh, okay. accessories and stuff like that. Little and the girls had a quite an assortment of those and elaborate elaborate storylines to that went with them and this is this a world of incredible imagination and it's Oh, that's nice. That was yeah. I didn't really have like video games in the house, so that wasn't wasn't their thing. Later on they played like Guitar Hero and stuff, but Oh, cool. I've still got to put together my guitar hero situation. Again, I got to put together because I want to play the Beatles one. Yeah, again. yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. There's a, there's, there's a, a, a I, I know this fella who uh, used to stand up shows at their venue mm. and they now work at a video game store and uh, they're uh, looking to set me up with uh, all the stuff I need for oh, it. Oh, so good, good. We'll, uh, we'll do our best. Do our best with that. The drum kit and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, we got a bit of good news uh, this week. Uh, with uh, with Cohen, we took him in for um, kidney tests. Yes, uh, as we, uh, it's a month after we found out that his kidney disease was was stage four. Yeah, and um, I'm always getting this this wrong, but it's creatinine. Creatinine. I always want to say it's creatine, but it's not. Anyway, um, <laughs> his levels uh, when we when it's we creatinine, maybe. But his levels were like uh, 880, which is not good. Yeah. Uh, above fi- uh, above 500 is uh, stage stage four, and so you know, uh, we we didn't expect after like, and he has he has lost weight. 
Yeah. So, you know, we were not expecting any anywhere close to uh, positive news, but we're like, okay, we'll just take the news that we're going to get, and here we go, and we go. And the levels were um, like 380, oh, wow. uh, which is stage three, which is... Bronze medal. Which is a bronze medal, but the bronze medal is is the difference can be the difference in years yeah yeah so that's, that's that's pretty good so did they uh, say the water was like you're you're um doing your the iv that's a good thing? that's a good thing yeah we also do a, a, a phosphate binder which um you know takes some of the bad stuff uh, out uh, okay. when he when he eats his food okay uh it's good you know the certain amount of phosphorus or whatever is good for cats and some is phosphorus not. or phosphate phosphate you're absolutely right don't okay. feed them phosphorus this is a mistake. The, the cat, cat catches on fire <laughs> i'm sorry to all of our uh, vet listeners who are now going what and i thank our vet listeners for also su- supplying me with information encouragement yeah anyway so yeah that is the good news the good news is it's gone down to stage three which was a surprise yeah like, that's great such a surprise that that we <laughs> that we were just like oh jesus like it's nice but we can't take good news we're just not used to it right now <laughs> yeah. so it was it was kind of hard to take huh. uh so now the 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 real trick is just finding foods that he will eat mm. and keeping his keeping his weight up uh keeping him you know uh stimulated keeping you know uh, him you know, doing his routines and what have you, and yeah, keep giving him the fluids, the subfluids, yeah. and uh, and there you go. To the point where it's weird now. People now contact me and go like, "How do you do this?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I have to break down. I usually like give the advice that our friend Nettie yeah. gave to me, and she sent me some videos about how you do the fluids, and so I send those videos out as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, so now the trick is just keep him eating. Yeah. Keep him stimulated, yep. and we'll do our best. And again, we're not, you know, we're not. I always want to just say the word preface, and then say nothing more because just like and preface to me when I, when I say it is like, I know things are difficult. We're not expecting miracles. Anything could change every day. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. All the things that you say, yeah. but uh, you know, you take the good when the good shows up. And we got some good news this week, and so that was very very sweet. And uh, he still seems to be, you know. A slower version of himself, but definitely himself. <laughs> yeah. Time to hire Confuse a Cat. Mm-hmm. It'll help stimulate. You know what? We got a, we got a lot of that kind of in the backyard because I think there are nighttime visitors that show up. So when we go when we go out for a little kind of walk around the, the house, actually it was funny the other day. I was uh, was going down the stairs with him, and the woman, an older woman, came by and she just uh, she said like, "You're walking your cat," and I didn't have him on a leash. It was <laughs> yeah. just free. And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'd walk around the house like a couple of times a day. Oh, how old is he? He's like uh, 13. Oh, and you're not scared he's going to run away? I'm like, no, he's quite slow. And as I'm saying that, he bolts <laughs> to the backyard. I'm just like, well, I'm a liar. And I'm like, oh. uh, but there's been some uh, other animals walking around in our yard. Yeah. And I can tell because of where he stops every day to sniff. Uh. So I'm like, ah, oh, there's a continuing story that he's following. So every day yeah. he wants to go out and like, you know, I uh, want to see my stories and, ch- and check out where things are. And so, yeah, it's nice. Thank yeah. you to the animals who are leaving behind their scent. Yeah. He's, uh, he's enjoying it. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, that's really good news. Yeah. Very heartening. 
As he gets healthier, he gets more complaining. That's an interesting thing, too. <laughs> because his old self is a complaining self. Yeah. And I've got to, like, remember that when all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, he's really com- he's complaining. Wait, no, that's him. Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's this is whining. This is not, uh, this is not things are bad. This is just, oh, what? <laughs> what are we serving? Oh, no. Real Morris over here. Yeah. Real, oh. Nine lives. Well, I never. Yeah. Morris was the Garfield of his day. It's a great voice. Yeah. Whoever did that voice, good job. Speaking of cats. Yeah. I went and saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Okay, then. Very good. Indeed it was. You enjoyed it, did you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so good. I was really I was really happy. Yeah. Really hey, happy nice legacy of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Feels <laughs> like a lot of movies have learned from that and uh, gone on. Yeah. Though people also say... As much credit as Into the Spider-Verse gets, which is a Sony movie, the Sony movie that came before then that kind of broke that ground was Captain Underpants. And they did a lot of the same kind okay. of stylistic things okay. that they do in both of that. these movies. Of course you didn't. Yeah. Why would you? There's no reason you'd go to see Captain <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> no. But they did stuff in, in yeah. that film yeah. that then they've done in this one. And there's like another one that I can't remember the name of hmm. uh, that also kind of does this style. But it's a style that really works. You know, it's a very different style from the last uh, Puss in Boots, Boots movie or any of the Shrek You're talking films. about like the comedy style or the story style? The animation style. Oh, okay. The I animation style is radically different yeah. from uh, from like Shrek. I wasn't like totally into the animation style of this movie, actually. Oh, okay. I thought it really worked for action and comedy. Some of it was good. Sometimes like the, the like background characters look really clunky, like almost like they're carved out of wood. Rather, you know, like the, and that, the kind of old-fashioned, like almost Shrek-style CGI or, uh, you know, or uh, a little uh, computer animation. Okay. Where it's kind of blocky and not not as not as smooth as the more recent stuff. And that seemed kind of like, I just thought oh, um, that was maybe a stylistic choice to keep keep it in that universe and kind of keep like a continuity of style. I guess when they had things like they had the montage of his different deaths, you know, it mm. really was very different that style to me than the shrek movies which are so kind of crisp yeah and clean and rounded and what have you and this just felt messier yeah you know and maybe you know it's it's okay if that's not to your to your liking but it, it the dirtier kind of rougher style worked for me for comedy and action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it was really good really liked uh, him in the old age home for cats or the yes. cat lady's house that was fun there's a lot of great things that i thought the the kind of main villain not not John Mulaney? Not he's. A, I don't think him as the main villain. I think. Oh, the just death. Yeah, that yeah. was really really effective. Yeah. Really effective. Um, yeah, just I love the whistling part of it, and just the whole, and like, yeah, we were talking about the Southern Wolf. You know, had that kind of uh, that's that's very laid back style. You know, and he was very laid laid back for death. This is how this is sort of a super confidence. You know. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, really enjoyed it, and I made it a, a Selma Hayek double feature this week. With oh, uh, so what was the other one? Magic Mike's last oh, okay. dance. She's in that. So. And uh, you got your uh, ooh cat for just one scene. Oh, but he's only in one scene in the yeah. first one. Really? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was in a couple more scenes. Oh, really? I don't. Yeah. I only remember him in the, the to the point where like the final the one scene. was a callback to the ooh. Cat. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember now. But I didn't like the first one as much as. But you like the one. Ooh Cat. I love the Ooh Cat. I love the first ten minutes of that movie. I love the robbery. I love him. His competition with with Selma Hayek's thief cat character. 
their kind of confrontation, uh, miming to each other that they're going to break each other, and then uh, that it's all very it's all very well done. But once, and what I liked about this film. Okay, sorry, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, the ooh cat is yeah. a cat that appears at embarrassing moments. Yeah. He appeared in the first film. He appears during the dance fight. Yeah. Humpty talks about uh, eggs in prison. Okay. And uh, Puss and Kitty's kiss at the end of the movie. Okay. So he does. Okay, he does he's in a few times. I only film. remember strongly the first appearance. Yeah, that? and then he's at Mama Luna's in the next film. Yeah, and that one works fine. Ooh cat has his own fandom page. I'm glad because he deserves it. Oh. But uh, I've always said that I wish that they made moving shirts, like shirts that had like images and sound. I would get an Ucat shirt. Mm-hmm. Just have oh, like, and oh. what is the difference hmm? between Ucat? Yeah. He has one one difference yeah. between uh, the first film and the second film. What's uh, what's different about him? Oh, he did look different. Yeah, there's something. I don't know. What was it? He wears mittens in the. In oh the yes, because all the cats wear mittens yeah. in the in the house. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. They talk about his personality. Not much is known about the cat, as he only is a character included for laughs and nothing else. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Not really much background to that character. Yep. Just there to go. Ow. And um, it was good. Yeah, I was really, I was really happy with that. That's two good animated films I watched in the last couple of weeks with Strange World being really good as well. But I thought uh, Puss in Boots was better. Okay. Better film. So don't give up on animated movies, everybody. But I think that, because uh, it was funny when we went and saw Magic Mike and I uh, went and saw it with uh, Lisa, Mary and Eve. And when we were leaving, Eve was looking at this, uh, like they have a little, they put the movie, uh, it's just like when you walk in, it's hard, hard to describe. You walk in, it's just kind of like a big foyer, and there's different doors for the different theaters, and above each door they put the movie title. Okay. And, and so above the one door when we walked out, it said YMCA, and he was looking at it. And she's going like, "I didn't know that was a movie. That's weird." And she realized, "Oh, I'm coming here tomorrow with but the YMCA with my kids to oh, see a movie." Oh, that's nice. And she goes, "Oh, well, I'm glad." She goes, oh, this is good, because I was so worried that they forgot about us or that we'd get here and it would be a big disaster. But no, it's all good. They have the sign up. They're ready for us, obviously, because they're going to see Strange World. Oh, nice. Uh, for the okay. kids. And I do think that's slightly a better movie for that age of kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there is that that uh, villain in... There's some villainous stuff in Puss in Boots that's really scary. I think kids would really be scared, which is fine. I don't mind if kids get yeah. scared. But I think you kind There's of... There's a to, lot of deaths in You have to movies. limit the scariness in There's the movie. There's a lot of deaths. Yeah. Yeah. All the assistants for uh, the... Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 There's, some, I mean, there's some stuff that happens to yeah. them that like, whoa! They're, okay. they're mostly off camera. I mean, you know yeah. that they're, they're, but, you know, they're doomed. I mean, but, yeah. that's the world of Shrek. Shrek's a little bit dark. Yeah. I'm know? just thinking more of stuff like him in the in the the house of mirrors and it's all red and the wolf's chasing him and stuff like that i mean that's that i think that would really freak out little kids so but like i say i'm not against kids being scared in films i think that's a good experience for for kids to be scared you know i mean as long as it's not like um relentless you know like a horror movie scared you know like or it's just like a relentless march to doom mm-hmm. uh just more like you know Part of the story is, you know, there's things that are sad, things that are happy, things that are scary. That's part of life. I remember when Mary was very little, putting on uh, Winnie the Pooh's Grand Adventure, which I hadn't watched. I just thought, well, it's Winnie the Pooh. I put it on, and then I was I was replacing our front door door um, uh, lock and putting in a deadbolt. 
And so I was doing that and I was, you know, put saw, you know, not sawing, but drilling through the door and all this stuff, getting getting it ready. And then I just went in to check on Mary. <laughs> There's a scene where they're going through this skull-shaped mountain and they're in this cave and there's all this sort of scary music playing and and things are kind of ghostly things are kind of moving around and there's and they're not ghosts but there's sheets and stuff that look like ghosts you know and it's it was you know i, I walked in over there oh this kind of here and mary was like sitting from the tv on her knees like just and both her hands in her mouth you know just watching this thing in absolute terror <laughs> and i just went over and i just gave her a hug and she always called that after that it was winnie the pooh the scary one was what she called that movie and she would always want to watch it she loved it. Yeah. But it was Winnie the Pooh, the scary one. So she wasn't scared with the heffalumps and woozles. No, I think one. that's very Because for some reason, fun. that was the scary one to my sister. Okay, that's funny. Heffalumps and woozles. And yeah. it was like a, there was a fantasy scene that was mm-hmm. not a million miles away from Pink Elephants on Parade yeah, in yeah, Dumbo. Yeah. And yeah, that one scared her. I was like, ugh. Like, All right. <laughs> like, what are you scared of? That ain't nothing. Anyway, I'm going to watch this Ichabod Crane one. <laughs> That's what the a, shit? That's also terrible. So he's okay, right? Nah, he might be. Might be or he might be. be dead. Yes. Or maybe the thing took his fucking head off. Yeah, that's such a you good, don't know. It's such a great How cartoon. would we know? We can't know. Anyway, good night. And it's like... Uh, I hope that won an Oscar for, for, as a short subject because it deserves it. Well, it's not a short subject. It's one half of but, uh, a th- movie. It, but how long is it? It can't be like a whole movie. But it's it's half of a movie. Well, I know it's with Mr. T- Mr. Toad's Wild Yeah, Ride. yeah. But I don't think you can count them as shorts, you know, when you make it, whatever it's called. It's like Funtime Frolics or some bullshit. Like some name that is like not true at all. I don't... Is it part of that? Because there's Mary Mel... Not Mary Mel. There's um, Fun and Fr- Fun and Fancy Free. Fun and Fancy Free, which I think is one with J- uh, Jack and the Giant. Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk the yeah, with, uh, right. with Mickey Mouse. So. And that has like Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy in it in the interstitial parts, and then they did one that's called like oh I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, it has like the Picos Bill and Johnny Appleseed stories in it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Paul Bunyan, right? So Paul Bunyan, I think as well. So it's tall, kind of all the tales. all the tall tales of American tall tales. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Headless and, Horseman, uh, Second I, uh, Disney. Here we go. Uh, it was in the movie. It was in the movie. The movie called. <laughs> the movie called. Yeah, it was the second half of Disney's 11th full-length animated feature film, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Oh, okay. That was it called. Okay. Okay, so maybe it would be, if it's a, so it must be like over half an hour long then. I guess so. They call it a full-length animated yeah. feature film. But I mean, that could be like 60 minutes could be full, full length, because as long as you're over 26 minutes, you're you're no longer short, so... I guess by putting the two together, you made... Because I, I don't think Snow White is much over an hour. Is that right? I don't think so. It was pretty expensive to make. So I don't okay. think they made as much as they... As short I'd as be they curious could if like, uh, they said what those Disney films were called. Like films that had a bunch of little films mm-hmm, in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's also the Three Caballeros one as well. Right. Which is like a collection of shorts. But based around like a South American theme. Which is very popular at that time. In the yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a book on... A cartoon book on animation. They talked about why why they made that, and there was some political reason for that. Okay, they made two films that were uh, yeah. set in that kind of area. Uh, let Disney films uh, that are short films <laughs> combined. Well, yeah. Well, if you look up "Fun and Fancy Free," right? Yeah, that's and the other one. one has a 
like has a musical name to it. I can't remember what it is now. I don't know why. We didn't own that one. We owned Fun and Fancy Free, but my mom owned the other one. So the girls would watch that one when they went to their grandma's. And, uh, but I like them both. Yeah, Fun and fun and Fancy Free. Yeah. That's, uh, Jiminy Cricket is the, uh, is the narrator. Yeah. And then. But uh, also, it also has uh, Edgar Bergen. And then there's the like, story of Bongo. Bongo the Bear, that's right, yes. Okay. Which is based on a Sinclair Lewis story, of all things. Then the Jack and the Beanstalk. And then, is that it? Those yeah, two? that's it. Yeah. Oh, wait, and then, uh. Uh, oh, there's no no. Go ahead, hit me. No, no, I can't remember now if there is another. And one. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCartney. Well, yeah, they're just part of the part of the the live action part. There's a live action part of the film with like Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCartney, and Mortimer Snurd, and then a young girl, and I think a young boy, in a, in this great '40s house, which is absolutely just moi, love it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Jimmy Cricket's there, and he kind of he sort of introduces each each story. And then it ends with the giant tearing off the roof of the house. Right. The other, the other uh, film that was like Three Caballeros was called Saludos Amigos. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't that, think which I've seen was that one. six uh, films. Mm. There were there were there were packaged. Then yeah, there was the Adventures of Ichabod and uh, Mister Mister Toad. Yeah. Fun and Fancy Free. Uh, that's all I got. That's all oh, I got there's here. one more. There's one more. Okay. Too bad. Uh, oof. Mm. T- t- Huh. I can't remember what it's called. Disney now. had suggested to pair Mickey and the Beanstalk with Wind of the Willows into a package film called Two Fabulous Characters. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, they went with, uh, you know, uh, Bongo instead. It's an okay story. It's not as good as uh, the, the Beanstalk segment. Huh. Interesting. Okay. And, and in that film that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Jiminy Cricket sings a song called "I'm a Happy Go Lucky uh, Fellow," which was cut from Pinocchio. Oh, so okay. They put it, the, put oh, it into that. Interesting. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I'm very curious. What, what the uh, other one is? Yeah, because that other one is. Yeah, that's full of uh, fun, fun tall tales. Okay, let me let me just go through. I'll I'll look at the list of uh, Disney uh, theatrical animated feature films. Okay. okay. That will tell us what we need to know, David. <laughs> Are you ready? Do we need to know this? Okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Seen it. Okay. Then Pinocchio. Seen it. Fantasia. Seen it. Reluctant Dragon. I haven't seen that one. Dumbo. Seen it. Bambi. Seen it. Saludos, amigos. I haven't seen it. Victory Through Air Power. <laughs> I have not seen it. The Three Caballeros. Seen it. This is the one you were thinking of. Okay. Make Mine Music. No, that I wasn't seen it. that one. No. Okay, Song of the South. I haven't seen that one. Fun and Fancy Free. Seen it. This is the one you were thinking about. Okay, Melody Time. There you go. Mel- I knew I said something. Mel- I said Mary Melodies, and I no, it's not right. But I couldn't. Okay. Melody Time. Yes. So what was in Melody Time? Let's Pico's Bill, Darnie Appleseed, and Paul Bunyan. Once upon a winter time. Oh, I don't remember that. That's a story about two romantic young lovers on a winter day in December. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, the couple are Jerry and Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Bumble Boogie, okay. where a solitary bumblebee tries to ward off a visual and musical frenzy. Oh, yeah. Okay, and that's to fly to the bumblebees. Mm-hmm. Legend of Johnny Appleseed. Yep. Then we got Little Toot, about a character who can't stop farting. <laughs> it's a tugboat in the air. That's a good one. Then we got Trees. Oh. The uh, poem? Uh, recitation of the poem, The Trees, by Joyce uh, Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, blame it on the Samba. Okay. Uh, and that's Donald Duck and Hosey 
Carico, Carica. Okay. Some Portuguese name. I don't know. It's that uh, it's that Jose Carico bird that we all love so much. <laughs> like you kind of sometimes want to go. Hey, you like Disney, huh? Name all three of the three Caballeros. You know what? Name two. <laughs> there they are. You've yeah. seen them. You've seen them all your damn life. Yeah. What are their names? Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Hey, Donald Duck. And then and, and mm-hmm. Spanish Pepe? Joe. Pedro. And then there's Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill, but Pecos not Paul Bunyan. Bill. Okay. So. Not Paul Bunyan, but let's see okay. what's in Melody. Uh, what's in What's in the other one? Make mine music. Okay. Okay, so Make Mine Music has yeah. uh, a Hatfields and McCoy uh, battle called okay. the, the Martins and the Coys. I've not seen it. All right. Then there's Blue Bayou. Okay. Which I guess was what they were parodying in the uh, Blue Blue Danube uh, thing, maybe, later? No, I don't know. Nah, that makes no <laughs> sense. Claire de Lune was replaced by the new song Blue Bayou, performed by the Ken Darby singers. Okay. And uh, then all the cats join in, and that was Benny Goodman. Oh, yeah. Then there's uh, Without You, which is a ballad of lost love sang by uh, Andy Russell. Okay. Then Casey at the Bat. Casey and Sunshine Band. Yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, Two Silhouettes, and that's two rotoscope live action ballet dancers. Uh, So a good time to go to the bathroom. No, it sounds great. No, it's awful. Uh, (laughs) Peter and the Wolf, which we've seen many times. Yeah. Uh, After You've Gone. Uh, which again is Benny Goodman mm. and six uh, anthropomorphized in- instruments. Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. Don't know it. Oh, it's a good one. That oh, one yeah. is good, yeah. Johnny Fedora loved Alice Blue Bonnet. Oh, it's nice, yeah. They're two, they're two hats in a department <laughs> yeah. store. Oh, but they're so great. different. Will yeah, they ever yeah. end up together? We'll see. And he's walking out of the ballet part. And then it ends with yep. uh, the whale who wanted to sing at the Met. Wow, yeah, I haven't seen. I've never. You would seen... recognize the whale if you saw it. It's okay. like this kind of uh, sperm whale named Willie who wants to sing. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So so okay so we're the uh, what's his name, uh, Babe the Blue Ox, Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Let's see where where he showed up. That one is in. I know that one was made because I remember watching it on. I remember world watching of, it many a time. World of Disney. I must have seen those on the Wonderful World of Disney when I was a kid. I just forgotten them. Yeah, it might just be a short. Yeah. Okay, Paul Bunt. Yeah, it's just a short film. Mm. Yeah. It was directed by Les Clark, one of Disney's nine old men. Okay. Is it from the 50s? 58. Yeah. I think they kind of gave up on the package ones once they started making more feature films in the 50s with Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and whatnot. Alice in Wonderland. I guess that's probably the best era for Disney for in terms of anim- like of the classic time. I would say that the, those are like pretty superlative. Although Pinocchio is pretty great, but I think Pinocchio anyway. is a hell of a movie. I haven't seen it for a while. Pinocchio is a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think I think they uh, you know people didn't seem to really care about the quote unquote live action uh, Pinocchio, and uh, no, you can't mess with Pinocchio. Mm. You can't Pinocchio's Pinocchio. It's such a thing <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, yeah. no, you can't do that. I know why they're doing that. They're trying to maintain their copyright. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I guess, you know. yeah. Uh, but they only have a copyright on Jiminy Cricket. They don't have a copyright on Pinocchio. I guess the design of Pinocchio. They have it. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Yep. I gotta get the door. I'll be right back. Dave, talk more about Pinocchio. <laughs> 
Oh, well, thanks for leaving me hanging here to talk about Pinocchio. As if I'm on strings. Get it, everyone? I have to bend over and see. I can't see who's here. Hello. That's my sister-in-law, Victoria. Remember I talked about her earlier in the show? <laughs> she just made a cameo appearance. Yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 you know, the bad guy and his cat friend who uh, doesn't talk. Yeah. Honest John. Okay. Was that a character from the book? I, I tried to read the book as a, when I was uh, probably still in elementary school. Because someone gave it to me for Christmas, and it was impenetrable, impenetrable for right. me as I a kid. I think they own the coachman. Like that word is also impenetrable. Yeah, the coach, the coachman <laughs> isn't exactly. Is there's a character that's similar to the coachman in the, um, in the in the book, but I don't yeah. think it's the coachman. Uh, so they own some characters. I think they they changed things a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they disney it up, so they made it a bit more copyrightable. Copyright, well, fun, more a little more fun, a little more funny, less serious. Yeah, less uh, yeah uh, disturbing. Even it, though it's disturbing, it some things are disturbing, but there's some disturbing scenes in Pinocchio. It reminded me how great the cricket is in Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Yes, so good, so damn good. <laughs> it's nice when funny things are funny. Mm. Yeah, it's weird when they're not, and you're just like, hmm. <laughs> it was a bit of me with like watching uh, the Shazam movie. It's just going like. Why not just give it a little more, um, you know, effort? Let's put a little more work in this. You know, since you're going to shoot it and everything. Let's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. It's the pro- it, to me, it's the problem with making films to a schedule, rather mm-hmm. than making films when they're ready to be made. You know, like the idea of just well, we this is where this movie goes in this schedule. We have to have it out at this time of the year on the, yeah. this month, and you know, obviously they're they have a half baked script. But it's just got to get made. And yeah, that's the way it goes. When I, I again, I probably said something similar to this last week. But like when I was walking to the theater, uh, I was passing by uh, Quantum Mania. There was a big poster for Quantum Mania next to the door showing it. Yeah. Then next to it was uh, Shazam. Yeah. And I okay, I don't think that there's too much of this coming out. But when people say, "Ugh, I'm sick of superhero movies," <laughs> I looked at those two together and went, "Like, this is what they're talking about." <laughs> yeah, I can see yeah. how you'd go, like, "Ugh," and I'd like, I'd have a hard time to argue with you. Yeah. I'd have a hard time, even though I, I know, like, whatever the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie comes out, it's going to have a lot of interesting ideas and weird stuff, and they'll mm. do some things. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you're right. There's some padding here. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they're at 30 something films. So I guess they're going to, after a while, it just gets a formula. And yeah. A formula, but also, and I think more because of Disney than Marvel. Like, I think Marvel Studios, before, you know, before they were bought out, I think they would have been less inclined to have like this regular schedule that things have to come out so, this many times a year, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have to keep this machine rolling, keep the money pouring in. You know, because, yeah, it's just relentless. I'm trying to think if I was to parallel the the kind of superhero movie boom from Iron Man to the superhero movie boom of like Marvel books and what have you in the 60s. Yeah. 
where are we now in comics? <laughs> we like, were, we were when, when Roy Thomas took over as writer and Stan Lee left. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, so, you know, because, yeah, you would have your standalone books and they would occasionally cross over and you go, ooh. And then, like, when did they start making it all? It all ties into everything. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. ties into everything. At what point in comics was that? was pretty was early that? on that, like, you know, uh, Smile and Stan would often, like, reference you know, see such and such issue, number whatever, sure. you know, that would be a common thing. And well, so, I started in 77. Yeah. And but this is like reading even like the first Spider-Man book, like when you read the essentials, the black and sure. white books, like you'll see that. Yeah, he goes to the Fantastic Four, like first mm-hmm. issue and, mm-hmm. and tries to get a job. That's true. But like the first, the first Avengers book I read was like a Korvac. Uh, they fought against Korvac, or didn't even fight against Korvac. They didn't know he existed, but he yeah. was messing stuff up. Yeah. And so he was uh, he was doing some shit. And then <laughs> I I believe what happens in there is he did something that was so big that they just hit a cutaway to like Spider-Man, but he's just Peter Parker with Mary Jane. And, yeah. and he, he does that thing where like half his face is Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, something's going on. Yeah. And I was like, what's going, Pete? And I was like, I don't know, but it's not good. And like, all right. And then you cut over to like Doctor Strange and like think Wong is going like, you seem disturbed, Master. And it's like, you won't be calling me Master for long. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a disturbance and I must uh, probably deal with this in the future. Uh-huh. And then we're back. And also there was Infinity Avengers off the top. And I was like, oh, this is a world. You know, this is a world kind of thing. And you'd have that, I think, now. Yeah. yeah. A bit of that. So maybe mid maybe mid-70s is where we're at right now. Maybe. <laughs> Well, where, wherever we are, it's when it felt kind of tired. <laughs> hmm. Everyone just seemed to be like, oh, let's keep it ticking along, I guess. Who can draw? I guess Herb Trimpy can draw this. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. He'll be good. Don't worry about it. But it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm also trying to think of like when it became the time. Because if it, if it was the time where it was like the early 70s, where they were just like, let's just try a bunch of shit. Let's just like. <laughs> There was just such a wide variety of every genre of just like, you know, we can't get the rights to Lord of the Rings, but let's make Weird World. You know, we can't get the rights to Star Trek, but let's make, you know, our own knockoff of like this thing called the Seekers. Let's do a lot of horror. You know, let's do let's do everything that we can. Let's throw everything against the wall and see what and see what goes down. I think that's it's a bit of it's a bit of that, you know, uh, right now. I know for all the people that are like, you know, it's all the same. You know, Werewolf by Night isn't Ms. Marvel. <laughs> and Yeah, it's quite a bit know, different. Yeah. You're right. But I think, I do think that, that what, what happened in the early 70s was a reflexive reaction by people who had been in co- the comic book industry through the 50s mm-hmm. to the homogen- homogeneity of superheroes. Yeah, they were burnt out on superheroes in the early 70s. And yeah. People forget that. that were, yeah. Like, yeah, they don't. I think the creators were more than the fans. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe. You know, I, think, I, I, I always thought it was just superheroes go in waves and yeah. they expected this was this way because that they always had. Yeah. Yeah. And so like this is this wave. And now we got to find out what the next thing is. What? Let's see. Yeah. And so they threw the net out far and, you know, Sergeant, space, Sergeant, fantasy, Sergeant horror, Rock, yeah. you know, uh, romance, <laughs> romance, night nurse. Let's do a thing about a woman who works as a nurse at night. Yeah. Like, OK. Which is odd because there's a book series called Night Nurse. Is there? Yeah, like a kind of. Well, it's a real thing. Kind of a series of you know, kind of like what would you call those kind of books? Like, um, I, we we don't have a name for those sort of books, but you know, like kind of like 
pulp, yeah, pulp, I guess, pulp paperbacks. Or what, I was going to say. That's yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> Why did I, we don't have a name for those. What's the name? Pulp. Yeah, pulp paperback. Yeah, they're kind of in that that genre. Like you look at them and they're very obviously cheap books mm-hmm. with sensational covers uh, that, you know, it's a weird thing, isn't it? There's Roger Corman, like uh, New World, did a series of nurse films as well in the 70s. Some are like heavily sexualized and some are just sort of like adventure movies. They're all different directors, all different styles. Some men, some women directors. Everyone took their, had their own kind of kind of take on it, which is kind of a fun idea. You kind of, you, you feel like Archie was pretty consistent back then, but it wasn't like the first Archie book I ever ordered. Somehow I ordered it through the mail. I don't know how that worked. But I ordered it through the mail and it was well, an Archie they horror. They put a stamp on it and they delivered it to you. It's true. But like, why not just buy one from the shop? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, but yeah, I ordered it and uh, I got it and it was an Archie horror book and it was okay. Archie's Madhouse. Yeah. And it was like, Something about someone selling their soul to the devil, but it was all done in that Stan Freeberg. Fre- Freeberg, am I right? Well, who's the, who's the? Is that one of the artists? Stan Freeberg. Not Stan Freeberg because he's a comedian. Yeah, that's right. Stan uh, Goldberg. Stan Goldberg. He's okay. someone I actually worked with. Uh, at, uh, okay. So I feel bad about that. But like Stan Goldberg style, the seventy style. Yeah, very the flared jean style. But it was just you know this this woman who looked like you know uh, Veronica who wasn't satisfied with what was going on and so summoned a demon and it was all like just your typical house of mystery horror mm-hmm. thing but yeah. done archie style yeah fucking terrified me and not expected <laughs> and i believe like sabrina was the host of it mm. if i'm remembering correctly and i was like what so they're doing that kind of thing now but oof yeah i did not expect it yeah i don't i've never seen those actually for whatever reason i've only read the standard you know, pals and gals, mm-hmm. yuck it up ones. Did you ever read the first uh, Sabrina stories where she's uh, a lot nastier than she uh, is? I like, might have. I don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah, she's uh, she's like, hey, I'm Sabrina. And she's like looking all sexy, uh, you know, with her, uh, you know, uh, tight pants and yeah. in front of her couch and her cat's there. And just like, <laughs> you know, wherever there's trouble, you're going to find me around. And I'm like, what? What's going on with Sabrina here? I like it already. Yeah. That's, and yeah, it's, it's goosed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, different time. Different time. Yeah. You like Bewitched, right? What if she was a bad girl? (laughs) Okay, go on, Sabrina. (laughs) Tell us more. Please continue. You have my attention. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, I'd like to get familiar with you. Ah, nice one. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. That's the cat's pajamas. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What's your cat's, cat's name? Salem. Yeah, that's right. Weird name for a cat. Why? Because it's where the witch trials were. Yeah, that's right. It's it seems like a bad different. place for witches. Not something you want to name your cat after. Feels like that's a bad memory for witches. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe mm. kind of weird. <laughs> I can't say yeah, that. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. And we're all thinking the same joke, and we're not going to do it. <laughs> and that's why we're good people. <laughs> but David. Yeah? That reminds me. Does it? Oh, yes. Salem. It reminds me that, like, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll take, like, an old uh, genre, uh, like a soap opera, say, yeah. say that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they'll throw uh, a little twist on it, like a little supernatural twist. Yeah. Uh, now, this isn't, of course, the 70s I'm talking about. I'm talking about the late 60s. Oh. Do you have anything like that you want to talk to us about today? I do. Okay. I have a little... Uh, Lay it on us, brother. There's a little segment in the show we like to call... Dork Shadows. Nice. And um, here's the thing. It's the vampire segment that doesn't suck. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, uh, oops, I um, left the house this morning 
and left my notebook on the steps of, of, of uh, like uh, the bottom of the steps in our basement. Why do you keep doing this, David? I know. So dumb. And then you have to call your wife, and your wife goes, David. David, why you leave it on the? Uh, I gotta take pictures of, of every page and send them to you. I have a life too, you know. What the Maya? Like a gypsy woman who talk like a gypsy woman. She was a gypsy woman. All right, it's a little bit of. Uh, Curtis Mayfield, the impressions there. Thank you very much. Um, hey, save it for Music Week. <laughs> so, uh, hey, go away, Facebook notifications. I have to read my. I have to read from my phone. So let's not forget last week, last uh, episode or last time we talked about Dark Shadows, everyone, that uh, Quentin was shot by Magda. Bang. Speaking of the gypsy woman, she uh, had a gun with a, with silver bullets. Okay. And she shot. The werewolf. Right. And then Barnabas finds her in the woods standing over the lifeless body. The werewoods. Of the werewolf. And he's outraged, of course, because he's doing his best to save Quentin. He's already brought him back from from, from death once when he was stabbed by his, his uh, now deceased and defunct wife, Jenny. <laughs> How's your wife doing? Uh, defunct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Also deceased. Oh, <laughs> Just, so it feels like one would like do be, be enough to say. Uh, so uh, Barnabas threatens to kill Magda. Oh no! But Magda then, of course, points the gun at him and says, "This will also kill you." Yeah, it's true. So there good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad someone did that because you know, <laughs> silver bullets will kill a vampire as well, and people tend to forget that. Yes. Uh well, they have this little uh, moment. The werewolf stirs. So it's not dead. It's not dead. And uh, so Barnabas says, well, let's take him back to the old house. And of course, Magda's like, take him back to the old house. He's, he's a werewolf. He says, if we can keep him alive till dawn, <laughs> he'll revert to Quentin and then he'll be whole again. Like he'll be healed. Okay. Because whatever happens to the werewolf does not carry on into Quentin. <laughs> Can't take them there. The place is a mess. <laughs> I haven't dusted for days. Uh, so then, so at the old house, Barnabas and Magda argue. She wanted to protect her sister's children. That's why she shot the werewolf. Oh, okay. She wants to kill him. Right. By doing so, she hopes that that will end the curse on the children. But sure. it's not the case. She admits that it wouldn't work. Because Barnabas is like, well, think about what you're doing. Because that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but Dawn arrives. We know that Dawn is here because a rooster goes cock-a-doodle-doo. And so then Barnabas has, says, well, I must retire. And so he demands Magda's gun because he doesn't want her shooting people, including himself, because he's a, also a vampire. Right. Who's also, you know, as we've said, he's he has a silver allergy. So uh, it kills him in the form of a bullet. So he um, asks for her gun. And so she gives it to him. And then he notices that it's missing a bullet. Oh, and he's like, are you hiding a bullet for some reason? Are and she's you? like, no, I just was, you know, I lost it in the woods. I was nervous <laughs> when I was loading it and I don't want to happen to it. And so uh, Barnabas believes her and he leaves. And then Magda kind of uh, turns away and she's like walking towards the chimney in, the, in, the, in this room. And then the werewolf gets up and starts walking towards her going. And then... Uh, she wards him off with her pentagram necklace. Okay, don't know if that works for werewolves, but all right. 
we've already established the pentagram works because remember that Beth That's right, hid in the okay. and had stood All in the right, pentagram and the world could get her. Asked and answered. <laughs> and also, she uh, Magda insisted that she buy uh, pentagram necklaces for for um, Quentin's children. Right, she got them in bulk. <laughs> At the jewelry store. So uh, the werewolf sees all this pentagram action and he runs away. It's not for me. In the forest, the werewolf falls to the ground and then he transforms back into Quentin. Quentin gets up and he's all he's all appealingly shirtless, like his shirt's open, you know, revealing nice. his, his uh, chest. And he's all like, where? What's happened to me? What have I done? He's, oh, ready. he's ready for the seven. There's a lot of emoting going yeah, on. Okay. That way. Um. He's ready for the 70s, did he say? Yeah. He's got his shirt wide open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took Probably a, while. a little bit hairy. Yeah. It, it took a while for uh it took a while for, for um Dark Shadows to get there. To get from guys wearing like suit jackets with turtlenecks all the way up to their nose. Now now there's a little bit more like shirtless yeah. action going on. So uh these guys junk hanging out. <laughs> it's not carried away. It's still the sixties. And people go like it's okay. He's a werewolf. He's, He's well, like, that's oh, true. that's fine. That's it's fine. a it's a, it's a were penis. It's fine. Um, it, it changes once a month. You wouldn't you wouldn't object to seeing a dog's penis in a TV show. Like if a dog hopped up on a on a couch and you saw his underside, you would be like, oh my god, they're showing dog dog a dog 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 dog. dog, dog. <laughs> dog, dog. <laughs> this is this is outrageous. He wouldn't say that. So why do you care about seeing a werewolf? Yeah, this is before there was warnings. Werewolf Willie. You know, some swearing. <laughs> Some flashing lights, yeah. uh, occasional dog dong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's emoting. Viewer discretion is advised. Yes. <laughs> we advise you to not watch this show. You have any discretion. And then uh, there's two cats watching going like, well, I'm not watching this. One of them goes, Click. oh. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so then he's, emo- like I say, he's really emoting. He's carrying on. And then he's stopped by the sound of a woman sobbing. Okay. There's a woman crying. And he's looking around for her, but he can't see it. And he's just like, he's kind of yelling at it as well because he's continuing his emoting. He's like, he's like, what do you want from me? What is, what is this? What is going on? You know? And then we, was this some kind of crying? Some kind of crying <laughs> one? Huh? <laughs> uh, he returns to Collinwood, comes in the door. He's comes in and he's all like, you know, like I say, disheveled and dirty and his shirt's open. And he's, here's a sobbing again. And he's looking around. Mm-hmm. He's confused. What? It's following me. What's going on? And suddenly a woman is in the foyer with him. Okay. And with, she has a disfigured face. Oh. And she points she points at Quentin and she says, Murderer. Murderer. She just keeps saying that over and over again. She's pointing at him. Yeah. And he's of course defending himself. He's like, it's not me. It's it's him. It's you know, I, I'm not the werewolf. It's you know, I blah blah blah. But yeah. and then he goes, Well what if I did? <laughs> he's like he's going, he's going through all the stages of Then demand. he writes a book called What if I if I did do <laughs> if it? I did do it, that's right. <laughs> what, what would I do? Um I'd probably lose my gloves. Anyway, um He rushes <laughs> he rushes towards her to Partly remonstrate, but also it seems to strangle her. Uh, but she just <laughs> disappears. Good. Yeah, I know. That's it's a not weird, good. It's a weird. That's not uh, a good argument. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. It's... I'm not violent. I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. <laughs> my bare dog paws. <laughs> I'm probably missing a lot of cutaways in this, but I, I can't remember them. Sure. So it's fine. But later in his dorm, in his sorry, his dorm, in his dorm room, there's his, his Eagles poster up on the wall and a couple of other cool things. Yeah. Fair Fawcett, Major's poster. Um Later in his room, Werewolves of London. This <laughs> is playing on the. Oh, Ooh, uh, later in his room, he attempts to 
to tie his tie, but his hands are shaking so much that he can't. He just gives up. And uh, suddenly, again, the sound of sobbing. And the woman appears in the mirror. Oh, okay. And she says the same thing. She just points at him and says, murderer, murderer. And her face gets really big in the mirror and she keeps calling oh, him murderer. She stops crying. That's nice. And he's yelling at her and he's, he's, uh, he's arguing against her and it wasn't him and blah, blah, blah. And then she continues to call him a murderer. And then uh, Quentin is, of course, distraught. And then Judith enters. Judith enters the room. His sister enters. And, of course, she attempts to calm him down. And, and, and he's like, can't you hear it? Can't you hear this? You know, you can hear this, still hear the crying and the sobbing. But she's like, I can't hear anything, Quentin. And then suddenly the sobbing stops and Quentin becomes very cold to her and he, and he turns her away from him. He turns her out of his room. Because all he wants to do, and she says, fine, if, you know, just carry on drinking because he pours himself another drink and he's sloshing that down his throat. And... Uh, <laughs> Then we return to the old house. Sorry, I just have to go up here. Back at the old house, Barnabas has woken up. He comes upstairs from the basement, and he finds Magda, but no werewolf. Okay. And he's very he's upset at first. He's like, where's the werewolf? What's going on? And she says, well, he ran away. But she explains that, you know, he returned to, you know, Quentin yeah. referring to his... Where? Form. Where what? Werewolf! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that he's fine. He's fine. And uh, that seems to to uh, quell Barnabas's anger. Let's say that. And she also points out that he was drinking, which is all he does anymore. <laughs> uh, she tells Barnabas that she was thinking about the curse, and she realized that she there's no way that she can end it. She does not have that power. But there was once an old woman, an old woman gypsy sp- spellmaker, speller, whatever they call them, not witches, but who. Lived in a shoe. Was able, <laughs> she lived in a shoe. Uh, yes, she lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know who to curse. Yeah. But she was able to... But she was doing it every night. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, just whoa, all these guys with oh. foot fetishes. I'm tongue Would just go like, hey, who's this lady who lives in a shoe? This yeah. Is, this is ticking a lot of boxes for me. <laughs> and then, uh, I like her lacy underwear. Oh, a nice one. Uh, so anyway... She's a soul... Soul girl, soul woman. So anyway, this old woman was able to end a curse. Okay, she was able to stop a curse from nice. continuing on. Uh, unfortunately, she's dead, Ugh. but she had a daughter and defunct, dead and defunct. <laughs> I only see these uh, things. Okay. So anyway, who's got what's it? Dun, dun, defunct. Anyway, uh, so then um, she is defunct. <laughs> she's now defunct. Come on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I can think of the tune. Um, so what this is exciting to me is uh, I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to go to this this daughter now and find out like the facts and who's going to play her. Like what returning actor will be yeah. playing this role? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so um, yeah, so they're so the daughter's alive. So Barnabas tasks Magda with finding this woman to find a way to end this curse. Meanwhile, he goes to Collinwood to check on Quentin. There he finds a, uh, let's just call him bitter and sardonic, okay. Quentin. Sure. Who's, uh, doesn't really want Barnabas's help at all. Makes makes fun of him. Yeah. Uh, questions his motives. Um, asks Barnabas what's in it for him, you know. And Barnabas is basically saying to him, I'm not doing this for you. Hmm. I'm doing this for other people that you you affect. 
So I don't really care less about you, but what I really, uh, I need to help you in order to help other people. I can't tell you any more than that. I can't give you all the details, but this, just so you know. And of course, Quentin reacts to this kind of caginess with hostility, and so he doesn't want Quentin's help. And uh, he, he sends Barnabas away. And so they're talking upstairs in his bedroom, which is a rare thing that not in the drawing room. So as Barnabas arrives downstairs, he is met by Judith, who does come out of the drawing room. We not, cannot not have the drawing room in the show. The drawing room so important. It's where everyone talks. And, uh, oh, I've gone backwards. That was weird. Oh, no, no. Or did Lisa go backwards? Are you in a time loop? Did Lisa go backwards? I am in a time loop. Um, so Judith tells Barnabas that Jameson is uh, having nightmares. And in the midst of this, the nightmare, she's mentioned a person called David Collins, which, of course, is the David of the of, of Barnabas's present time of the show. Okay. The David Collins, then the young boy. <laughs> and so that's who, the whole reason he's gone back in time is to save David Collins. And so uh, he is obviously disturbed to hear that Jameson is talking about David Collins, even worse that he is that Jameson is saying that David Collins is dead. And so, um, so the reason, of course, Judith is asking this is she's like, do you know a David Collins? And of course he sidesteps the question because he wants to say, oh yeah, back in the 20th century, I'm well, well, I'm familiar with. So he kind of sidesteps it by saying, well, what did he say about him? And then um, she said, you know, she says, he's been saying David Collins is dead. So, Although Jameson is asleep, Barnabas then insists that he get woken up and brought downstairs so that he can talk to him in the drawing room where everything happens. Uh, while he waits, Quentin comes into the drawing room, like I said, where most things happen. And they have another confrontation, uh, a bit of a confrontation slash exposition dump. So I've already said what happened last show, so we don't need to go through all of their conversation. But basically the conversation is, what did we talk about last time? Let's uh, talk about it now and then we'll... we'll well, then we'll have Jameson come in. Oh, here he is. Uh, so he comes in. And of course, Quentin is, I've mentioned this before, but Quentin, for all his faults, he's a woman. And there are men. He's a womanizer. He's a drunk. He's a murderer. He's a werewolf. Right. He's a great. He's so bad that murderer is the third he is in the list. Also, bizarrely, a loving uncle to Jameson. Sure. Like a true great uncle. Like an uncle you yeah. would love to have. I'm a loving uncle. Yeah, and you know, murderer is like number six on my list <laughs> of right. things I got. Well, wrong. you're way better than Quentin. Yeah. So, um, sorry, attempted murder. Did oh, I say murder? Oh, you said murder. Okay, for the record, attempted. I see. I see. Attempted. Mm-hmm. Make sure you keep that in. Don't edit that out. <laughs> you can edit out the part where I admit to murder, though. I can't edit that out. Yeah, but or just make sure that the attempted is. Yeah, it would make the attempted murder that you keep repeating. Uh, kind of meaningless. Mm-hmm. So I will keep that in. Okay. I will help. I will, however, cut out the murderer part of attempted. Thank you. And you'll just say, "I'm attempted." Sure. I'm attempted. I'm defunct. <laughs> He's got defunct. Um, Bring on defunct. 
<laughs> so Jameson's brought in. Quentin's very concerned what's happened, what's going on. He wants to stay. But Barnabas says, get out of here because he needs to get information. Yeah, knucklehead. That's strictly related to the 20th century. And I don't want anyone else to know where I actually come from. Absolutely. As far as these suckers are concerned, I'm a long lost cousin from Great Britain, right? With his slate uh, Canadian stage accent. <laughs> so uh, Jameson begins to tell tell his story uh and as he talks it's going into a dream folks so the image starts to blur the dream music starts to play and then we go into the dream and jameson is walking down the steps into the basement but it's just the steps around it's all black okay it's all black and he sees he sees barnabas now barnabas was concerned originally when he discovered that quentin or Jameson in the dream went into the basement because he's kind of thinking, oh no, he'll see the coffin. Yeah. But that's not what he saw. But not, ooh, not, <laughs> not oh, no, yeah. he wasn't that concerned. Okay. Uh, he, uh, so in the, yeah, he walks down the stairs and then he sees Quentin sitting at a table, seated motionless in front of him, the I Ching tiles. Okay. That, of course, he used to travel. Travel through time. Travel through time. That's what the I Ching is all about. Mm-hmm. Time yeah. travel. Time travel. We've established this. Yeah. And so it, <laughs> so we can only imagine that in the 20th century, Barnabas is still sitting in front of the I Ching tile. So that makes sense that that's what J- Jameson sees. Makes 100% sense. Uh, then the sea kind of fades to the present day Collinwood of, it, of the time. Obviously, sure, not sure. our present day, but the present day of the show. Uh, it's Carolyn. It's no longer Chastity Trask. It's now Carolyn oh. um, Stoddard talking with her father, Roger. Not Edward. Roger Toddard. Roger. Not Roger Stoddard because he's Roger He's Roger um, Collins. Roger Collins, not Roger Carolyn, Stoddard. Carolyn was married. Ah, so good. she My changed apologies. her name from Collins to Stoddard. Uh, the Stoddard was a bit of a daughtered. <laughs> anyway... Lock be... up your sons and daughters. <laughs> Let me just find another page here. We are defunct. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn is playing with a doll. Uh, it's like a little kind of a old woman doll that she's got. It's okay. like one of those little finger ones you put in your finger and you just sure. kind of bob its head. Yeah. And she's making it talk. Yeah, and that's always that, good. That's always good. And she's saying that soon David will die. <laughs> Why do we even have dolls? In a kind of a, in, I mean, but it's it's not the dolls talking. It's Car- Carolyn. I know. It's kind of weird, but anyway, uh, she tells Roger that David will have to know what his future holds, which is his imminent death. Okay. Uh, but Roger, of course, says no, no, no. You know what? Denial. No. Deny, deny, deny. Elizabeth, screw you, old lady. <laughs> well, I never. Well, Elizabeth. I'm going to go back to living in a shoe. Wait, you're a different woman. Yes, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, but she could she, live in a shoe. She had more soul. Oh. Elizabeth brings David downstairs, and uh, there's a table with a birthday cake on it and birthday decorations. And he asks where Barnabas and Quentin are. And of course, they're like, well, Barnabas isn't here, but they don't know who Quentin is. They're like, well, who's Quentin? Like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, and then they say that Barnabas is away, but they—it's kind of like they're being kind of very cagey about it because he feels like, well, maybe we should wait for Barnabas to come, and they're all kind of like, they're not saying it in words, but they're kind of like, listen, eh. 
you're gonna you're dead. You're yeah. almost dead. So there's no point waiting for Barnabas because by the time he gets back, you'll be dead. So we yeah. can't. We're just gonna celebrate your birthday, yeah. Even though you're gonna be dead. <laughs> they're not saying that, but you know, you can tell that's what you can tell that's the vibe. Yeah, that's the vibe. And he's not picking it up because he's he blows out his candles, and then oh, sorry. When uh, before this happens, sorry, uh, Quentin appears at the party, but no one else can see him. Only David knows that Quentin is there. And uh, so he's talking to Quentin and everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing, almost dead child, talking to an invisible person? Don't you know that you're almost dead? Don't, we can't tell you, though, that you're almost dead. We don't want you to know. Because it would be a real shock to your system to know that you're going to die soon. But he blows out the cake, the candles on the cake. Oh, if he blew out the cake, that would be very impressive. That would be really Leaving impressive. Leaving only the candles behind. Yes. <laughs> yes. He put the candles in his mouth and tied each of them into a little knot. Oh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so everyone disappears except for Quentin. Quentin's still standing there. And David's very frightened. But Quentin tells him that he will never leave him. Even after he dies, Quentin will always be with him. Uh, so, But he's like, well, aren't you here with me now? And he says, well, I am not alive. I'm a ghost. You are alive, but you will soon die. This <laughs> Uh, so at least he's being honest, I guess. Or the other people were just kind of hinting at it. And then Quentin t- says to him, he's like, well, how did you die? Like, what happened to you? And he says, three things happened to me. Okay. And I realized looking back at it that they seemed unimportant at the time. But they, these were the three s- steps to my death. First, the discovery of a silver bullet at Collinwood. Okay. Two, the person... I most trusted and relied on was murdered. Third, the one person I truly loved turned against me. Mm. And then Quentin serves David some cake. <laughs> he gives him a piece of cake. But the piece of cake is just like a like just like a fake, like a, just like a fake piece cake. of plastic. Yeah, fake cake. Popular popular fake known. cake. Popular known as oh darn it. Probably known as fake cake. So then, make it bigger. The cake is oh sorry. So he goes. The cake isn't real. The cake isn't real. And then the puppet appears and it's going happy birthday to you. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Carolyn holding it. Yeah, I, yeah, I got. Yeah. I got. It wasn't just a puppet. <laughs> Jameson then looks at Barnabas and he says, "After the song was over, David Collins was dead." Jameson mentions that everyone, except Quentin, were dressed strangely. And, of course, then Barnabas is like, oh, well, never mind about that. Uh, that's got nothing to do with her. Because he doesn't want to say, you know, well, they're dressed like they're from the 1960s. Unlike you, you're from the 1990 or 1890s. Of course, it seems strange. Um, and Jameson is certain that Barnabas knows exactly what his dream is about. But Barnabas isn't telling him. And he's like, you have to tell me what it means. And Barnabas is like, it doesn't matter right now. And then Quentin, Judith Quentin and Charity Trask are now sitting in the drawing room. So Charity Trask is there. She's shown up because they had Carolyn in the episode anyway. Mm-hmm. So they might as well have her play Charity as well. What the heck? Yeah. And for a penny. Yeah. Well, Charity begins at home. So now uh, Judith and Charity are discussing the creature and its murders until Quentin becomes upset. He seemed, takes it strangely personally that they're putting down this, this animal. Barnabas enters, and he describes some of Jameson's dream 
but hides certain details, things that might give away the fact that he's a traveler. So I'm not in the dream with the I Ching in front of me, because if I said that, <laughs> you would immediately know that I'm a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, that's immediately. Wait a minute. <laughs> Suddenly, Roger, not Roger, Edward enters. And he has found something rather odd on the pathway to Collinwood. He holds it up. A silver bullet. The first foretelling of Quentin's death. That's where we'll end this episode nice. of Dork Shadows. <laughs> nice one. Uh, traditionally, you. we move. Oh, by the way, if people want to watch this, they can watch this on Tubi. Tubi. And we are up to episode. Oh, I think that was 799 and 800. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me, but let me... can I afford Tubi on my salary, Dave? I'm chasing a lot of checks. What can I do? <laughs> Not on your salary, then. Okay. Um, it's free. Tubi's free. Except you can pay extra and get rid of the commercials. I don't think so. You can't get rid Sorry, of the Sorry, it was 766. 766. Okay. Um, is that... No, you can't. Can't? Nope. Everyone gets the same. Everyone gets the same. All right. It's like communism. Yep. Uh, last week on the show, we asked a couple of questions. Here are the questions that we asked. Uh, have you returned to movie theaters yet or are you still watching film at home also f uh following on from dave's uh coming around from anesthesia story remember that story uh yep. have you ever had any weird experiences in a hypno i was i said coming around from anesthesia that was the time i got knocked unconscious while watching the movie anesthesia, the movie anesthesia? yeah the animated one yeah that's right with the little bat yeah and John oh Cusack. boy what a crazy world we live in here <laughs> oh no yeah. i'm a lovable bat uh, there's a lot of really dark shit that goes down. Don't look into this too much. <laughs> anyway, I'm a wacky bat. Uh, so, uh, a friend Pierce writes, did any Pierce. other... Pierce! Pierce, welcome to the show. Uh, did welcome any other... Show. Pierce is a long-time listener. He went and sent you money in the mail for Let Christmas. Let me tell you, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, let's, let's keep that up, guys. <laughs> um... Pierce says, did any other old-timer sneakers get suspicious as soon as David mentioned David's brother? Mm. I knew the outcome was going to be bad. That's because we also put the uh, outcome's going to be bad music. Uh, you know, We yep. put the theme to Halloween Boom. on Boom. in the background. Boom. How could Boom. it end any other way Boom. other than uh, after the Boom. trivia Boom. knife Boom. domestic Boom. dispute Boom. incident? Boom. Yes. I forgot about it that incident. It is defunct. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the... Uh, I totally forgot about that. I, okay, listen. I don't even remember how and it And you went know now. there's trouble when you've forgotten the knife <laughs> trivia incident. When that blends in with the mix. Uh, I have a not great adult sibling myself. I can sympathize. We're not saying people aren't great, but yeah, understood. And uh, glad to hear the Sinead O'Connor Pope reference. <laughs> I still have a gripe with Madonna to this day for how she critiqued Sinead. Herself an abused victim of the church in Ireland, where the church controlled the majority of schools. Indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, and this episode was a delight. Thank you. Your letter was a delight, Pierce. Great thank, to hear from you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not even sure why it was a delight. The next uh, letter is from the co-host of Horse Mysteries, Oh, who is also married to our uh, uh, co-host, David, here. Yes. Happily married. Happily. Well, you know, that's up to her to say. <laughs> Uh, happily married on your end. Yes, I'm happily married. Too. And she says, uh, regarding question number one, yes, I have returned to movies quite a while ago, uh, but we usually go 
uh, to a very out-of-the-way second-run cinema that is very, very quiet. <laughs> I can think of a time uh, when there would have been uh, more than... Uh, I can't think of a time when there has been more than 10 in the theater total. On the odd time, we go to a bigger cinema for a new feature, like when we watched Top Gun. We're sitting side-by-side, side, packed in a full theater. That just felt weird. It might just been the movie. Uh, there have been other, a uh, few other times when we were out and it felt like people were just too close. I'm saying that because it's in uh, capitals. Uh, but there has been no getting away from them. When we saw uh, Nate uh, Bergazzi. Nate Bergazzi, yep. Uh, and a couple of the modern dance things I've been to recently. And at a couple of concerts. I have uh, yet to get on an airplane since COVID. That seems like it would be too close. Anyone else out there not been on a plane since 2020? That's a good question. Um, but you guys go to concerts, right? Or do you go to yeah. concerts? Yeah. And isn't that close with people? She mentioned that. She went to a concert. What is that Nate Bergazzi? No, we also went to a, went saw White Denim on uh, okay. a couple weeks ago. Sorry, Saturday, I missed the concert uh, uh, reference in there. You know what? I'm sleepy. <laughs> Louise writes. Louise. By the way, everyone uh, tune into Horse Mysteries when it comes back. And if you haven't listened to them all, go listen to them all. Can I just say one thing about Pierce writing, uh, which is great that he wrote? Please do. It's just that, I know it's crazy, but I just assume that all the old listeners are gone. <laughs> that they just got tired of the show and like moved on with their lives, which I do not blame you. So it's just always a joy when we hear from a, right. from a listener that... I assume they've all walked into the sea. I don't know why. Mm. But they just went, enough of that. To get and away from they us. turn and then they yeah. just walk into the ocean. <laughs> just to get and away from us. I don't necessarily us. think they drown. Yeah. I think of them oh. like zombies walking underneath the ocean mm. floor. Okay. Just like to whatever comes next. <laughs> I've never thought of that, but I no, just assume that's that that's all they... I think about. Okay. Interesting. It's a different uh, way of our different way of approaching. Our friend Louise writes, I haven't flown since the pandemic began either, and I'm not dying to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to roll the dice on my immune system and get long COVID either. For the same reason, I've only seen one movie, Dune, in a cinema. <laughs> it's a good movie to see in a cinema. I uh, Yeah, Focus they say, uh, walk without rhythm and you won't attract the virus. Uh, I have flexible... At- I, that was me. Luis is funnier. Uh, I have flexible <laughs> hours, so I could see matinees uh, where there'd be few other moviegoers. But I'm also frugal. And for the price of a movie, you can get a few weeks of unlimited streaming, which you can pause resume hours or days later rewatch fast forward through or give instant verbal notes to without disturbing total strangers since i started using audiobooks to fall asleep i've had dreams where i'm where suddenly i'm hearing an audiobook and i try to frantically turn it off before the other people in my dream hear it too <laughs> good for you and don't share your passwords with people in your dreams as well it's an important thing let me just say uh I bought uh, tickets for Lisa and I go to England last weekend. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Pip, pip. We're going in July. Okay. July 12th to the 26th. Very, very nice. We'll be in the, em- the uh, green, no, it's not the Emerald Isles. It's the British Isles. Yeah, if you go to the Emerald Isles, you're in the wrong place. I know. I mean, you will be able to make your way back probably yeah, too. Pretty close. Not yeah. super far away, but. Yeah, yep. no, I got tickets to England, so I'm going to see the Parthenon. <laughs> All right, well, good luck with your research. Uh, Edward Dragansky writes, After having COVID over the holidays, I'm, I've been more precautious about large and crowded places. My local theater in the neighboring town of Allen has a great Cinemark theater that I've been going to for years. It's clean, never crowded, and the staff is outstanding. 
I usually buy my ticket online beforehand so I can see how packed the theater is when I reserve a seat. Bet you thought I was going to say pick my seat, didn't you? I just saw Shazam! Fury of the Gods there last Saturday, and it was perfect. I love my Cinemark, and it's only 10 minutes from home. <laughs> Did you guys get out to see Shazam yet? Yes. You? No. There we go. I rather enjoyed it, and there's an Easter egg I want to ask you about. But first of all, I want to know if you uh, saw the film already. Time to bring back fansplainers. <laughs> yes. Uh, you going to see it? Um, I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually. I don't know there if I'll watch go. it okay. in the theater. I think I know the one you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I might about. Wait, wait for it to go to cotton. Okay. Uh, I guess my uh, brain doesn't mess. Uh, if you want to just write what your question is, like by email to us, I can write back and you go like, eh? It's up to you. Uh, I guess my brain doesn't uh, mess with me uh, when I'm put under. I just I usually just go to sleep. And when I wake up uh, after the procedure, I feel as if nothing has happened yet. I remember being put under for my wisdom teeth surgery many years back. And more recently had a few uh, colonoscopies and uh, tooth extraction. But those are about it. Oh, no. If you're having that done at the same time, that's a terrible mistake. Um, try to get them done on different days. Uh, I, usually it's some random abstract thing that I can't explain, uh, but I have to get it done. When I wake, I'm so happy it's not real. I just dismiss it, not giving it a second thought. Do you guys have a reoccurring place you dream about more than uh, anywhere else? Yes. I got a version of uh, Vancouver that uh, is a dream uh, version of Vancouver with many, many differences that connect with past and the present. And uh, I've drawn it uh, down at one point. And it was like this uh, huge map that was uh, kind of interesting to that once. I dream most frequently about the house I grew up in. I do that a lot too. And, uh, and my grandparents' house more than anything. The mall in Mesquite I used to work at uh, finds its way into my dreams the way it looked in the 80s before they redesigned the place. Have you done the thing? Well, maybe you haven't. and Maybe you have. But here's something I've been doing. Because uh, I got like a, an Oculus uh, uh, VR kind of setup. And one of the things they got in there is you can just go to any place in the world. So I go to the house that I grew up in. And you can go back like about 10 years as well and see what it looked like then. And basically, you can like walk around your old neighborhood and just check stuff out. It's interesting and very dreamlike. It's, a, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Even if you, if you don't have one of those, you can always go to like one of those VR places and uh, try it on and then go, uh, hey, you got that thing with the thing with the Google Maps? And yeah, you go there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. It's interesting. It triggers some memories. <laughs> uh, the mall in Mesquite where I used to work at finds its way into my dreams. The way it looked in the 80s before they redesigned the place. Ian. Hi, that's me. I confess that I've never read The Legion of Superheroes in all my years of collecting and reading uh, comics. I knew the main members, but I couldn't name them all uh, by a long shot. Your Legion name assignment was great, though. Uh, huge teams all suffer the same fate. Uh, yeah, there was a... Did you ever read uh, Normal Man by Jim Valentino? Uh, the, the, one of the running gags there is they had a Legion of Superheroes type team, and they started their roll call in the first issue and uh, didn't get through it through the whole... Well, they did <laughs> finally get through it. Through the, by the last uh, ap, ap issue of the series. And uh, some stuff happened after that. Uh, my late friend Sean, who worked with me at Lone Star Comics, read Legion and loved it. He did his best to convert me, but uh, I never picked it up. When Sean died, his brother wanted to give me Sean's collection, or most of it, and there were Legion issues in there too, and I declined the collection and told Sean's brother to hold on to the comics or sell them at auction one day. 
then used the money for Sean's nephew's education. If I recall, Sean had not one but two X-Men number one issues from 1963. So that's some serious dough if you can find the right buyer. If Sean's brother doesn't go for any of that, I say give them to your boys to read. That's what they're for anyway. Signing off uh, for this week, I uh, never really missed the chance to uh, write uh, more than anyone else. Uh, I hope I don't overstay my welcome. Not at all. But I do (laughs) wish the best to all. It's the least I can do for making everyone sit through my rants. We love to hear your rants. Um, There was another book that might be... Okay, if you're interested in like getting into Legion, first of all, yeah, just get one of the old... Like there's so many like sales where they have like the old collections of legion comics and they're fun and weird and you know they're old timey and weird um but there was a comic that i think came out called legion 99 if i'm remembering correctly and it had like brainiac 4 in it or some earlier thing and he was kind of the badass and it was like it was set it was set in modern day but it was kind of legion style and uh very fun about kind of a covert space ops team uh kind of suicide squad before suicide squad so uh recommendation for that peter ayers writes oh i think my comment died oh no uh short version slipped a disc guzzled meds developed immunity pain respite needed huh tried a gong bath body slept while mind awake couldn't tell if my eyes were open or not (laughs) understand out of body experiences better now recommend gong baths for you there we go. So That's that it. is our weekly recommendation just, of a gong bath. Now that Peter's written in, uh, to, he it reminds me to thank him for his recommendation for the Lovecraft Investigations, the podcast. I have been listening to that and really enjoying it. So thank you for that recommendation. And I, I recommend it to other listeners as well. If you uh, enjoy H.P. Lovecraft, they are retellings of the story. They modernize it. Okay. They do it in a version like they're doing kind of like a like a true crime style podcast. So like Cthulhu shows up and goes, you're all too woke. I'm like, oh, Cthulhu's on this. <laughs> um, yeah, they, there's been no Cthulhu yet, but they, they, they do various uh, Lovecraft stories, but they modernize them and then they tell them in, as if they are them, investigating them for a mystery oh. podcast. That's quite fun. Uh, nice. I really enjoy them. They're good, they're good companions while I do my special drywall technique, which is to put plaster on, yeah. sand plaster off, <laughs> add more plaster, then sand that off as well, and then put a bit more on, and then sand that away as well. It's just a great technique that adds about a month to the job. <laughs> I'll we get have, there. Uh, I'll get there eventually. Cool. We have a letter from Liam. It says, I go Liam. to the movies about twice a week. Tips. Find out how long the pre-show is for your movie theater. For my local cineplexes, the movie typically starts after a 15-minute pre-show. For instance, if you have a ticket for 7 p.m., I'll show up at 7.15, and I recommend using public transit if you can. You don't have to worry about parking, and you can think about the movie and discuss it with friends on the way home. (laughs) Obviously, go on Tuesday if you can. Don't see post-converted movies in 3D. Avoid real D 3D. But IMAX 3D can be just fine. Mm-hmm. So that is your tip from Liam. Thank, Thank you, Liam. Liam. I think hey, Liam, do you know your name spelled backwards is male? And that was a letter from you? Seems almost a reverse letter wow. from Liam. My mind is blowing. Dig it, man. Wow. Kismet. Um, I made popcorn. I was thinking after I watched uh, 
Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, that that would be a good film in uh, 3D. Because there's a lot of like sparkles okay. and stuff like that happening in the film. Uh, you know, big kind of glittery things. Is there, you know, that would be kind of fun to see it in there. There is a 3D. There is a 3D version, oh, okay. but I don't know if it's a conversion or not. Like, it's, I don't. It's I, not a conversion version. I don't know, and I agree with with Liam. There's nothing worse than like like going to see Doctor Strange in 3D or something like that, where they've just done a 3D conversion. Because unlike say Dread, which was absolutely one of the greatest films I ever saw in the theater in for 3D, because it was made for 3D. Like they're like, we're going to make a 3D film, so we're going to have elements of the movie that will look great in 3D, like all the all the glass. You know, flying through the air in slow mo and stuff like that. This looked absolutely fantastic in three, three in three uh, D. And because, but most movies they don't make for three D. It's like an add on. So there's no there's no real effort or ideas that so create like kind of a sense of space, you know. And so you just end up with like a nothing, a nothing sandwich. Oh. But anyway, thank you, Liam. Another long time right. listener. Uh, do we have any emails? We do not. All right. Well, and by fine, that, I, by that, I mean, we don't. All right, that's fine as well. Yeah. Uh, my my idea for uh, the thing this week. Question? You mean question? Question of the week? Question thing. Yeah. I don't want to step on any toes. Please do. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we got some uh, nice news about the, our cat this week. Yeah. Did you get any good news recently? What's some good news you got? Why would that step share, on toes? Share your good news. Well, you know. You got like a question, you're loaded up, and it's like, uh, tell us some bad news. One of I had a question loaded up. I don't know. You know, it's uh, we're getting on with uh, the show. It's been a long time. <laughs> maybe sometime you will. I'll get my act together. Mm-hmm. Folks, question number two is, Have you? do you still have a library book in your house that you never returned? Oh. 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 All right. There we go. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us and tell us about that, the way most of the cool kids do is SneakyDragon.com. That's the webpage. We have all our episodes there and mm-hmm. message board space underneath. Yeah. Hey, post there. Or go to Facebook, Sneaky Dragon. Boom. Put it there. Or go to Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon. Hey, uh, no one's going to go to Tumblr, but if you did, here's where it would be. SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. And if you want to email, uh, like no one did this week, uh, that would be sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. Sneaky D at sneakydragon.com. That's what uh, that's what it is. Thank you. And uh, let us know what the name of those two other birds are on uh, Three Caballeros. Yes. Yeah. Rogerio and uh, Tweeto. <laughs> Tweeto Puente. Tweet, Tweetito. Tweeto Puente is Tweeto. pretty good. Tweeto is yeah, actually pretty good. Yeah, Tweeto yeah, Puente. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Hooray for me. I'm very, I'm very clever. I was going to make his name like a diminutive, like adding Ito to, to it afterwards. So it'd be Tweetito. But yeah, that's better. Tweeto. All right. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.